Welcome to Screencast, kind of funny's only entertainment-based podcast where we come together and talk about movies, TV shows, and streaming services. <clears throat> we are streamed live every Friday around 11.05. All right. Are we streaming right day. now? Yeah. Are we out there with the str- on the stream? Are yeah, we fishing? Yeah. We're on a boat? Scrolling? Okay. If you want to catch <laughs> us live, you can go to twitch.tv. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Hell yeah. There it is. There it is. Uh, if you don't have time for that, that's totally okay. You can watch us on YouTube or Rooster Teeth. Uh, if you want to just hear us and don't want to look at our faces, that's cool too. You can go to um, any of the streaming services. We prefer SoundCloud just because, you know, you can go in there and like us and sub for Also, it's just a nice... Yeah. It's just a nice name, SoundCloud. Honestly, everything goes through SoundCloud. It's true. All also, I like the, the views on SoundCloud. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I threw you off when I was fishing for a streaming joke, and uh, it didn't it didn't work. No, it's okay. And it's all right. that's just no, where I'm we're just, at right now. I'm just super tired, and I don't <laughs> know why. It's been a week, man. It's because yeah, it it's been... You all haven't stopped working since Saturday. But this it's is been, the it's been a realize. light week, except for I've been doing a lot of personal stuff and running around. Like nonstop, You've like been fixing cars and shit. Speaking of which, I gotta get your mechanics number after yeah, this. Yeah, I, I was gonna call him because Barrett also wants me to ask him if if he does something else. Perfect. But um, <laughs> total non sequitur. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Totally not. Uh, if you want to help support us, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny, where you can support at whatever tier you want and watch our videos ad free. If you go to the bur- mm-hmm. the bronze tier, you can answer my question. Uh, unfortunately, not too many people did because Barrett forgot to tweet it out. So one person answered it. No problem though. Uh, there he is. There he is. Good thumbs up, Barrett. You did your job. It's been a whizzy week. No one blames you. I'm blaming him a lot. You, it sounds like you're blaming him a lot. Oh, yeah, You yeah, actually yeah. started, you bookended that sentence off with a blaming Barrett, <laughs> which yeah. I want to tell you is a Scarpino pro I, Yeah, maneuver. I learned. I learned. Right, you start with the insult. Like, you know how they always say praise, uh, criticize, praise? That's yeah. the thing. Swap that. Swap it. Criticize. Criticize, criticize. No, Barrett, That's what you do. fine. We're done talking about you. You can go. It's fine. Barrett, we love you. We're not going to say anything. Barrett, how you feeling tonight? You've been like burning the midnight oil with with having to stay up and get all, all the games cast. No, it's it's out, been right? in the morning. It, it, oh wait, his is this mic live? I don't know if my mic's live. How about sounding cool, Greg? Cool G, can you hear his beautiful yeah, voice? I don't know how to turn that on. Uh on the left, the third button down. And it's the third button. Check, check, check. There we yeah. go. There it is. There it is. They, Look at me. We, that memory I'm on me, huh? Supposed to be coming in at night uh, to edit all of the E3 games cast for this week, but mm-hmm. the file uploads from LA have been taking so long that I've had to come into the morning anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely out of it because I've been working since pretty much Saturday. Um, so, yeah. A couple hours, though, almost. You know, You're going to go home a little early today. I like your shit, by the way. Thank it's you. Dope. Thank you. Are you uh, eating yeah, just pumpkin know. bread? What? Yeah. That looks yeah. so good. Oh, yeah, it's pumpkin bread from Starbucks. Oh, that is my favorite fucking thing that Starbucks yeah, says. Warm, now, warm here's what they do. He's, here's, he's oh, here. distracted so easily. No, but I'm going to tell you guys right now. This is the thing that pisses me off about Starbucks mm-hmm. sometimes, right? I go there, mm-hmm. and they have the pumpkin bread. And, you know, I don't eat, I don't eat the breads that much. It's like a little treat for me. Sometimes sure. I'll use it to get myself out of the house on sure. Sundays if I have to go to a show and I just don't want to do it. I'll go, oh, you know what, Nick? I'm going to get and pumpkin I say, bread. Yeah. Yes, Nick. And you go, you you know, we're going to get you a little piece of pumpkin bread today. Wow. I go, then I go and I look and I go, can I get a piece of pumpkin bread? And they always go, sure. And they reach into the count, the cabinet, that dry air conditioned cabinet. And they grab the top one. And I go, no, no, no. I want a fresh one. And then the manager always comes over and goes, sir, these are fresh. And I'm like, I know they're not fresh. Do you know how I know that? Because I can see them sitting out in the cabinet. 
And then the guy always they're... goes like this, I got you. And they go in the back and they get the one in the package and it's soft and moist. It's and it's story. almost like sticky soft. It's crazy. Oh, it's it's not so done good. Yet. So good. It's crazy. Anyway, I'm out of it. I'm sorry I didn't tweet about No, don't, don't worry about it. I'm just giving you shit. Because I, I told you I would. Because I told you I would. I know. I know. Fuck you, Kevin. Uh, I am your host, Kevin Coelho. And to my immediate right, one Nick Scarpino, the man with the three-fingered movie review. Pahoy. Nicholas. Yes, sir. Have you seen anything good this uh, week? I finished Chernobyl, uh-huh, uh-huh. which I loved. Sounds like you were in love with it. Uh, very much. We talked. We've talked about that all week. Um, I really, really liked it. I thought. I think arguably it's one of the best miniseries I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Um, and the the mm. fact that they can actually explain the science to you mm. and have it be riveting. It's just a haunting series. It's mm. just that the the fact that that stuff happened is is absolutely terrifying and just makes me think that we are not long for this planet. We're just gonna fuck ourselves real hard in the coming I'm, I'm years. I'm gonna actually try to watch it this weekend. So I think you should watch it. That. And I said this before, but I really think you'd like when they start getting into the science of what happened. Because mm-hmm. the first episode, mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out. It's just about the chaos of, right. of the explosion. I, I saw that episode. The second one and the third one is when they start getting into the politics of mm-hmm. how how the whole thing happened. A lot of the lies that led up to it, and afterward, and then the actual science of how that uh, that specific type of reactor could blow up because the idea behind the reactor is that it's supposed to be redundant. There's a redundancy. So the hotter it gets, the less efficient it gets. And then it keeps itself in equilibrium and right. stasis rather is what they call it. So, so they start, they use a lot of cool, like 19, um, I want to say, what is it? Sixties. Is that when it happened? I think so. Um, sixties, like, uh, 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 like models and, and weird, cool. Just the way they do the whole period is so beautifully done. And then obviously, Stellan Skarsgård comes in at some point. He's just amazing. Um, the cat Jared Harris is amazing. Like the cast is great. Um, I forget the, the the actress's name, but she's great too. Um, definitely worth a watch. But I will tell anyone right now. If you are thinking about watching the first episode, you're going to get hooked probably, unless you're Kevin, and then you're going to be seven hours in, and it's the most depressing fucking (laughs) thing you've ever seen, because it's sad, because they didn't know, like, what, like, all the guys that were the first responders had no idea what had happened, and they're sitting there picking up pieces of graphite that's more radioactive than Hiroshima. Like, it's nuts. So, it's uh, it's a beautiful series. Uh, And then the other movie I want to talk to you guys about was I watched, I finally sat down and watched um, Bad Times at the El Royale. Mm. Oh, I'm very excited to talk to you about this. I loved it. Oh, I fucking knew you would. (laughs) Uh, No, I I just wanted to say I loved it because I wanted to piss you off. On the scale, where is it it at? Uh, It's, it's, you know what? I would actually put it as a good, good movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Highest possible score. I thought it was very, very stylized. And so Mm -hmm. I can understand why people wouldn't like it. And also that movie was completely and totally mismarketed. Where did you watch it? Thank you. That's the biggest issue I have with that movie. It's on HBO? Yeah, it's on HBO. Oh, I know what I'm going to watch this again. The movie was marketed as a zany uh, sort of ensemble cast yeah, of like characters that are all coming together. It's kind of heisty. This, it's kind of heisty. You don't know everyone looks that like they're after still a one of my common goal. Though. And then Chris Hemsworth there, and you're like, what's going on? It is way fucking darker than that. It is a slow, brooding, dark movie that's more close to a Tarantino film than it is. Thank you. Interesting. Uh, it is, if you ever watched Four I Rooms. Like God, it's crazy. I don't, know, I don't know if you've ever seen Four Rooms, but it's very much like that where. I don't think um, I have. It's very much told in vignettes of each character, and it yeah. goes back into their past, and then comes back into why, what brought them to this hotel, and what what's going on here, and they're all fucked up, and it's all really dark, and it's very 
very fucked up. Oh, man. But I think it's beautifully directed. I thought it's beautifully shot. It it's, looks gorgeous. Um, Chris Hemsworth plays a character that you would not expect. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to spoil that for anyone, but he is very, it's very outside of his ballpark, which I thought was very cool for and him to take that role. He's really good at it. Like, he's great in it. I think that's my biggest confusion with that movie is the trailer paints it as such a different movie than it is. Everybody's individual performances in it are really great. good. Great. But there's something about, that was the first movie I'd seen in a long time where I got halfway through it and I was like, I have no idea what this movie is about. Um, and and I'm, I'm just looking up the cast real quick. Yeah. Um, Cynthia Erivo that's is what in I it. To say. She's, she's incredible. Amazing. She was in The Color Purple on Broadway. That's where she oh, That makes started. sense because yeah. her voice is amazing in this. And the, But the movie, like, get ready. But the movie is slow. It's very, it's, I would say Which so. I it's brooding. Like. It is very much about just like, it's a very stylized film. And that's why I think I liked it because I watched it after a very long day. And I was like, I'm just going to sit down and relax and watch this. I was expe- I, after what you had talked to me about. I was like, I wasn't expecting it to be plucky. Yeah. I was expecting it to be a little bit more like a stage play or more like a Tarantino, a modern Tarantino film, which is like, you know, he goes a little longer unless the scenes go a little longer than they want to because he has great actors and gives them great dialogue. Yeah. And I just thought it was very beautifully done. It's it's I'm, I'm kind of bummed I didn't see that in theaters, truth be told. I'm really stoked for this then. I it's, I look at it, it's at a seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think that that tells you all you need to know about it. Mm-hmm. it but it's very no one talked about it when it came out, though. I think it came and went. Uh, it's Drew Goddard who gave us the you know uh, uh, he's worked with Joss uh, Whedon a lot. He did Cab- I want to say he did Cabin in the Woods. There we. Mm. Let's look it up. And he also did Daredevil. I think he was the one that brought Daredevil seasons one and two on, on Netflix. I think he was the showrunner for that as well. Very very. I thought it was great. I don't. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by it. Cool. You might fall asleep. Cabin in the Woods, The Martian. I don't know. No, I, I I like slow movies. It, 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 well, I'll talk about my uh, stuff slow is a bad way to say it. Yeah. It's just it's methodical. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's a much better way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's creepy and weird, and it's got parts that you're just like, what the fuck? Like it just it goes there. So just yeah. beware. Okay. I think that's that, fucked up shit that happens. I think that's the best example I have for a movie that I think was a also a product of overhype for me of like. That tra- both of the trailers that came out were cut so well. Well, they look like they were going to be like it's like it was like a fun movie, yeah. yeah, kind of like in some crazy like John Wick like these. There's a bunch of murderers out there. Yeah. They're all getting together here for something. Exactly. It, you think it's going to be like I'm trying to think of an analog, but you think it's a comedy. It's not a comedy at all. Interesting. Not at all. There's not one comic element in this thing. And that's the sad thing is that you got when they marketed it, you know, you got Chris Hemsworth walking with his abs and all that stuff. It is. This is more like a fucked up noir comic book is the best way of saying this. It's I just liked it a lot. Yeah, I think when I saw the trailer, I read it as it was going to be a thriller Mm. the way that they cut it. And it's very much not. There are like certain parts of it that I guess are kind of like suspenseful but I don't even really think, I think they're just, it's just really dramatic I think it was yeah I think it's just a fun character study like yeah. I mean obviously like honestly you what is her name Cynthia Erivo mm-hmm. watching her and Jeff Bridges act yeah, they're really- I watch a fucking movie with them in it any day yeah. like two hours of them they're great then you put John Hamm in it and you're like okay you've got you had me at Jeff Bridges and now mm-hmm. I'm what I'm 100% cast. in then you got Chris Hemsworth Dakota uh, John- Johnson who I really liked in it and was I don't great in this. normally like her uh, the, the guy that plays the bellhop I don't know oh, that yeah. actor's name but he was fucking amazing he was yeah and I think I he know. needs to blow up it's sad that that didn't make his career because I don't yeah. know his name but he, he was really good so it's such an, a weird movie for me because I was so hyped about it and all this stuff and I have such conflicting feelings of like I think 
I don't think it was as good as the sum of its parts. I think that I came that. in with Is very low expectations because of you yeah. and that you did me a favor. <laughs> yeah. No, you did me a favor because yeah. I would have gone to see that movie and been very disappointed with the way they marketed it. I think whoever, whatever company uh, was distributing it looked at it and said, hey, we've got we got to pick up the pace on this because this movie is way too slow for modern audiences. So let's let's sell a bill of goods that they're not getting. And we all like walked in. And, and even, even the first scene, the very first scene in the lobby yeah. where everyone pulls in. And you've got that long, wonderful monologue by John Hamm as to what the El Royale is and how yeah. he's selling. You know he's full of shit. You don't know what his thing, his deal is. Yeah. But he's like killing everyone with kindness. That goes on way too long. But yeah. I liked it because I was like, oh, it's like a stage play. It's it's like a play. It's like watching a cool like very few movies have the the chutzpah to do that these days. Yeah. I where agree. they just let you be in the scene, just yeah. stay in the scene with it. Like every movie scenes have to be like. You know, movies just have to be like, get, what is the point of this? Is it further the plot or the character development? Mm-hmm. If it, boom, get it on. Yeah. And this one's like, no, it's all characters. Mm-hmm. Let's stay with these characters. Let's let's get to know them a little bit. And then when they flip the switch, you're like, oh, fuck, this is weird. And fucked up. I just liked it. That's cool. I wish that you could do like A-B testing in real life because I wish I could go back and see it without having seen those trailers. Yeah. yeah. See if I would have liked it more because I think I probably would have. I think if they had cut a trailer that was really like, like this is a lot more like no country for old men than it is closer yeah. to anything else, right? Yeah. Th- that needed a trailer like that where you walk in and go, oh, I'm expecting Cormac McCarthy. Yeah. I'm not expecting a silly uh, Tarantino. Well, actually, Tar- it's it's kind of like a Tarantino film, but yeah. take out the humor and put in just a lot more just noir. Yeah. And it's cool. I'm, I think I'm selling cool. this enough for everyone. I'm uh, also kind of interested to see what, in that kind of framing, where Once Upon a Time in Hollywood falls. Because it kind I think of it's going to be very similar, but I think it's going to yeah. have a lot more humor. Yeah, Probably. he always like puts a lot of fun in his movies. He's got that Tarantino esque. Yeah. Because uh, even what like um, what's the last one that just came out or this the Hateful Eight? Yeah, like that had a lot of like comedic moments that like I thought it had comedic beats, broke yeah. down the like quiet tension that the movie built. Yeah, it's yeah. it's him and this. So this is sort of like I was going to say Shane Blackish, but it's not Shane Blackish. This is more Tarantino ish. Yeah. Mm. Anything else? Uh no. Well, I tried watching uh, Night School. Oh, it didn't work. For you me. didn't finish it? No, I didn't. Is that work Tiffany for me. Haddish? Yeah, it's Tiffany Haddish and uh, and uh, Kevin Hart. And honestly, it's a it's a fun movie. It's very very much in the middle, the middle of my scale to to low of my scale. Um, it just. But you didn't finish it. I feel like that. Has no, to be because in the low it had category. it had pacing issues. Yeah. Um, Kevin Hart, I think really likes the sound of his own voice and mm. I mean that in the most loving way uh, a lot of the scenes go on very long they've got a great group of actors but a lot of the improv and a lot of the the scenes just are a little too long um, the movie, you know he's working on a Scrooge movie excellent I'll yeah. watch it yeah. uh, the movie meanders a little bit but it's fun at parts and I'll get around to finishing it at some point I just wish that I could go in and edit some of these movies and be like because the scenes are funny but they just they just had this tendency to just let him lag for too fucking what were, long. What were you saying? You were saying that about another movie this week, and always I was like, be my maybe was that was what I had. I had a problem with that as well. So then, where do you find the balance between you said that you liked that El Royale did that? It's just because of the style. El Royale is a drama, though. El Royale is like a, mm-hmm. a, a, so a thriller, a rather, I should say. So I expect a thriller to to drag out at parts because it's setting me up for the ultimate tension of what's happening in the third act. Does that make sense? So in the third yeah. act of this, and I'm not going to spoil it, but when they're, when that all happens, that feels like you feel like, ah, like it's tense. Whereas with a comedy, a comedy should be a little bit of heart, a lot of laughs, mm. get me in, get me the fuck out. Okay. If, if you're doing a comedy about a guy going back and trying to get his GED so that he can marry a, a girl and that's the dumb plot of this movie. Yeah. 
I want to be in and out. I want to be laughing every maybe like couple minutes and then get me in and out under two hours, dude. I don't need this shit. I don't need anything yeah. to be longer I think than that. most Give me like an hour and 30 is yeah. good. Yeah. That's an a sweet spot. Is good for like a dumb comedy. I mean, a movie about Kevin Hart going to high school and Tiffany Haddish being the teacher, like, good. I'm down for an hour and a half of that. Yeah. But there's, it's just, it's just, it just didn't work that well for me. Hmm. And uh, Joey. Yes. Oh, I didn't do my normal thing when it's I said fine. to Nick's right, my left. Joey, well, one of the movie bros good. herself. Oh, hey, I'm Noelle, back. how you doing, bud? I'm good. I took notes because I'm really bad oh, at forgetting all right. what I watch, even though it's Yay. not the many things. First thing, I finished the first season of Big Little Lies, which I thought I had watched, and it turns out that I have not watched it. <laughs> Holy crap, that was so good. Yeah? Have, you haven't watched it yet. No, it's one of those shows that like I'm like, oh, this is too depressing to watch. I don't Paula think, watches yeah. it around just, me. You know, I watched a preview of that show. And it, I was like, what the fuck is this about? It's really, it's very. Wait, is this the, where is this on? This is HBO. Big HBO. Little Lies is, this yeah, is that's the, the one Reese with Reese Witherspoon This has like the Woodley. incredible okay, cast. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. one that just came back for season two and yeah. Meryl Streep's Nicole in it. Nicole mm-hmm. Kidman's in it? Yes. Kidman's in it as well, yeah. That, that's the one where every once in a while I'd be like, what's happening? And she's like, oh, he beats his wife. And I was just like, ah, oh, that sounds, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. It's really good. I'm really yeah. excited. So uh, on Monday, G and I are watching the rest of them. They're doing this like event at Alamo Draft House. Oh, so cool! I'm really excited to like. Wait, is I it the whole season? Or? No, it's just the first two episodes. Which oh, that's will awesome! Will both be yeah, out yeah, yeah. by then, but it's like Draft House does those yeah, like fun yeah, yeah. like screener things. Um, oh my god! By the way, so Draft, good. Draft House. Sorry, not Ecuador. They're doing a screening of The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. <laughs> Which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Are you gonna go? I kind of want to go. I love all the like weird like Tuesday night. I feel movies like you that talk about going all the time, but never. It's, go. it's they're always weird times. Yeah. That's the problem. It's always, it is a Tuesday night at like eight o'clock. We work and I do weird shit. jobs. I yeah. do shit at that know? time. Um, on Netflix, I watched mm-hmm. the show called I Am or this movie called I Am Mother. Mm-hmm. So weird. Last time I was on, I talked about Perfection being like this weird Netflix movie that I'm not really quite sure if anybody should watch. And I feel like this definitely falls in that same category. It's yeah, this looks bad. It's weird, but it wasn't. I like. I'm not mad that I watched it. But would it's you just, recommend people watch n- it? Probably not. Interesting. <laughs> Netflix. So Netflix, I think, is having a little bit of of an identity crisis right now yeah. with some of its original programming. I think it's more that Netflix is having an experimental phase where they're like, really, really trying weird shit, and it's like because you don't know what's going to be a cult hit. And with things like Netflix being that everyone has it, and if something becomes a cult hit, it could explode. Sure, sure. But I feel like they've had a lot, for me at least, a lot of very Mm -hmm. misses or near misses that I just, I don't see them being the innovators that they once were, and that frightens me. And I think that's a direct response to, or or a direct uh, outcome from all the other streaming services coming in and like invading their shit, you know? Um, I don't see them, I don't, I can't think of... Like, what is the top Netflix show right now? Show or movie? Show or, yeah. or movie? Like, what's the what's a movie that we're very excited Can you look about? The chat, see what they're talking about. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is like, I just yeah. don't know. I, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not excited about that. I'm excited about the Disney platform because they got a lot of cool stuff coming mm-hmm. to that. But with Netflix, I'm just like, uh, maybe they're old hat to me at this point. Yeah. But I feel like Disney's gonna have a bunch of old stuff, and yeah. their new stuff is gonna be like staggered out and. Not Everyone's saying Stranger Things. Okay, uh, Stranger, Stranger Things, Things is yeah, good. That's a good point. And Narcos. Okay, okay, okay. Black okay. Mirror. Okay, which okay, I didn't okay. love this last season. I watched that too. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very fine. Um, so did you finish all three episodes? Yeah. I The first one was kind of good. The video game. It, stylistically, I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. They were all... I feel like... 
yeah, I don't know. There's something a different about the last few that they've put out compared to the earlier seasons. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what it is. Um, it's uh, also only three episodes, which was kind of weird, but it was fine. Well, they're longer, right? Or were they always an hour? I think they're always an hour, mm. like 42 an hour, maybe. Paul and I watched the last episode of season four because mm-hmm. we hadn't watched that one yet. And uh, I was like, yeah, it's good. This, 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 What's the last one of season four? That's the one with the, was, I think it was Black Museum. Oh, yeah. I liked that one. Yeah. Because yeah, it yeah. tied everything right. other stuff together kind of subtly. And it just kind of gives you a hint that like maybe there's a world here and it's yeah. not just a total random anthology. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, that's another thing I'm planning to watch this week in a season yeah. five. There's only three episodes. We'll knock yeah, that out real quick. Yeah, it's pretty easy to get through. Um, and then the last thing that I really liked was the Chef Show on Netflix. That's John Favreau's thing, right? Yeah, it's that incredible. Looks fun. That looks if you fun. like Chef, the movie, it's very similar. They like pull different places that they go in the movie. And Favreau have? is just really fun. What's that? Favreau is He's, just really fun. Yeah, you forget he came from comedy. Right? Mm-hmm. You forget he came from Swingers and like he used to, he was gutter on P, in uh, PCU. Mm-hmm. Like he's a comedic, like he's a fun guy. Yeah. Um, And it's what's, what I like about that show is he's essentially like what we do. But uh, like where we bring our friends on to do stupid shit with us mm-hmm. all the time, except his friends are like Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. and Robert Downey Jr. Did you see the and one the entire Gwyneth cast of all? The, uh, I saw uh, the clip? A, a clip. clip from there yeah, where she yeah, forgot yeah. she was in Spider Man. And like I totally get that. Oh, I totally get that. That's one of those things. They like, all that stuff back to back to back. Yeah, well, she, no, also she like she's never cared about the MCU, and I don't think it's a matter of caring. I think sure she, she probably does cameos she probably doesn't the, yeah. look at it in with the same regard yeah, as yeah, she yeah. does like Shakespeare in Love when she was in that movie uh because that movie uh got garnered academy award uh nominations and i think some wins but I, I give her the benefit of the doubt on this one because yeah you recorded it probably was a day shoot for her mm-hmm. a long time ago she probably has no idea where that fit in uh and it was, she was it was a cameo at the end of the movie it wasn't like she was a main character yeah so like that was a funny she was like he was like yeah you were you were in spider-man she's like mm-hmm. no i wasn't Oh, right, I was. <laughs> okay. And they bring in like interesting people like Bill Burson for an episode, Gwyneth Paltrow. There's this guy I'll named Andrew this. Ray who runs a YouTube channel called Binging with Babish that's oh, really yeah. good. Dude, that's such a great um, channel. And then when they do the recipe, and then it's the little Roy from who started the Kogi truck. Who's like his like part? It's oh, the two yeah, of them yeah, in yeah. every episode. That's cool. Um, but what's really cool is the like interstitials kind of between like or transitions are in this like almost like stop animation clay style of like a truck the truck driving through stuff and like the way that they animate the dishes of like the dish kind of like hits the plate and then it explodes and it shows you all the ingredients all that stuff is just super cool i love it i'm what is, super what is the show it. called it's called the chef show the chef show and they very much talk about in the show of like yeah we just started recording this and we have no idea what it's yeah, gonna I be s- and we're just going with it but it's fun. really fun i watched i think there's like five or six episodes uh john if you're watching the show um we utilize that same strategy and it's worked out pretty okay for us too <laughs> just kind of not knowing where you're going yeah, yeah. Just figuring out what it is when you get there. Oh um, my god, uh, not total non sequitur. The other day, uh, I don't even know if this is a new Taylor Swift song, but I'm assuming it's the new Taylor Swift song. Uh-huh. Uh, that sounds a lot like MIA, which is weird. But they did a um, so, someone on her channel did a a word graphic uh-huh. of it, so it's all the words coming up and like in, infographics oh, yeah. style like yeah. animation. What is that called? That has a name. I Typography forget. Or something? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's yeah. Um, it's fucking dope. It's so and cool. I was gonna put it on Internet Explorers next week. I don't love the song, uh-huh. but the way whoever animated it, I'm like, this is fucking cool. This is really is it the well one that done. she does with the Panic of the Disco dude. Sure. 
It's the one that's totally. It's like it. The beat sounds exactly like an me. MMA song or MIA song. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I know that she just came out with like a new one in like yesterday. I've heard it a million times, but I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I'm sure Greg people Miller. in chat know what it is. Cool. cool. Um, and then yeah, the last. Oh, thing. you need to calm down. Is what it's called. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, no, I don't know that one. Uh, last thing I saw was Men in Black, but yeah. we can talk about that. You want to talk about that now? Yeah. Um, let me get through the stuff that yeah. I've watched, then we'll talk about it. Um, so I restarted uh, Scrubs. Mm. Oh, I love it. Yeah, oh, I really enjoy that show. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I forgot to mention I've also uh, started watching The Simpsons again. Oh, which is cool. cool. Yeah, I forget. You, so I think it was you that mentioned that it's on uh, FX, FX and you X, just go. I believe the app. It's annoying because I have FXX. Mm-hmm. I, I do it through Comcast and they, yeah. they make you watch the stupid commercials. Yeah. But I watched an episode last night. I think it was the first episode of season 29 and it was a Game of Thrones Jeez. spoof. And I'm like, I forgot how fucking funny this show still is. It was literally, there was a point where, like, Krusty the Clown has, like, herpes, but the herpes talk. It's horrifyingly Fun. funny. Sorry, I apologize. Scrubs. That's okay. Had you, had you not seen Scrubs before? You're no, no, I've it. seen it. I'm rewatching it. We, Great show. we started episode uh, or with season one, like, oh, wow. actually a full rewatch. And I think right now we're on, like, like, we're on the last episode of that season. So, and that's. 22 episodes a season, so they're, they're short. They're like yeah, yeah, they minutes, go yeah? pretty quick. It's Scru- 22 minutes. Scrubs is worth it for one person and one person only. John C. McGinley, who plays the, the head doctor, mm. who calls him Nancy all the time. Yeah. He's so fucking funny. You'll remember him, wait, of wait, course. Is that Cox? Dr. Cox? Dr. Cox, or, yeah. Okay. Because uh, I really like uh, is it Bob Kelso. Yeah. Bob Kelso is like the, the, the administrator. Yeah. Yeah, he's an He's asshole. the best. Them back and forth. He's got two thumbs and doesn't give a fuck. This guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I love, uh, of course, John C. McGinley. The first time I remember seeing him was he played the FBI director in Point Break. And he was awesome. Of as course. That. Awesome. It as always that. comes mm. back to Point Every, Break. All roads lead to Point Break, or ladies Roadhouse. and gentlemen. Oh, I watched that last weekend, too. Barrett, do you have something? I, I just wanted to add Get on. Get close on that mic. Watching uh, Scrubs. Um, and yeah, like the. the on a shared Hulu account? Oh, yeah. Oh, so uh, you're on season three? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I just started season four, I think. Um, yeah, like I love the janitor. Like, there's the episode where uh, JD notices the janitor is like also like in like an '80s action movie, and he's actually yep. in that movie. Yeah, like, what? Like, do you know what? that in the first season they were planning to make the make janitor him, like, imaginary, an like, imaginary uh, character uh, in yeah, JD's yeah, yeah. head? Who? Which one? The janitor. the janitor. Oh, really? Yeah. No, it's so much better yeah, yeah, yeah. than he's not. If you notice in in that first season, he doesn't interact with anyone but JD. Really? Yeah. yeah. But oh, then they switch. They they change their mind and thank God because he's yeah. their relationship. He's those such two, because they they're them playing the foil against each yeah. other and them being just dicks to each other is so good. Yeah. That guy, um, that actor is great. And then yeah, Doctor Cox is amazing. Uh, one of the recent episodes I watched is uh, where uh, his best friend, who is uh, his ex wife's. Uh, brother mm. dies. And oh, it's that's such a tough episode. One of the most heartbreaking episodes. Because the way it ever. ends, it's like, where do you think we are? Yeah. And they're, my daughter's party. Yeah. And it's like, no. It's like, no, you're at your best friend's uh, funeral. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're, it's going to be real sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like going like back to the janitor where like it kind of ends where they're all friends. They go to his wedding in like Hawaii and stuff. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so nice. I love that show. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to some people in the chat right now, namely Panzer G2, who says the new Men in Black is out. Yes. Question mark? It came yeah. out yesterday. It came it out yesterday. Out in the United States. It's out this weekend. Oh, I'm sorry, today. And yeah. I will be very, very fa- well. First off, I'm very fascinated. <clears throat> excuse me to hear both of your opinions on it. That movie, I have seen the trailers multiple times, and man, they are just—it just looks boring. We'll get into that in a second. Let me just finish these two other things that I watched. Sure. Is what we do in the shadows? Oh, the yeah. FX show. The show. Mm. The show. How is it? It's pretty good. If you yeah. like the movie, it's. 
that kind of stretched out for okay. a season. Okay. And the season isn't very long. I want to say it's like six episodes. It might be ten. Love it. But the guy um, that plays... Uh, six episodes for everything, please. The guy that plays... Dar- Darby, uh, or what's his name? Darby something or other? He's not in it, right? The guy that was like the head of the wolves? The werewolves? I don't think oh, so. Oh, he's in the new movie. They, they didn't werewolves. do the movie. Oh, I thought they, they were, okay. got, It doesn't sound like they're going to do that. We, we are name, wolves. We are wolves. God yeah. damn it, they need to do that movie. Werewolves. They're so... Have you seen what we do in the shadows? No, but Dude. I need to because it's I love. It's on Netflix, I think. Because yeah. it's what's his name from Flight of the Concords, right? It's it's uh, yeah, I forget the guy's name, but he's Jerome, right? Or uh, Jermaine. Jermaine in Flight of the Concords. And I love that, so I know that I just but need it's, to it's watch Taika it. But it's And I know that I need to watch it's it. I just hilarious. haven't ever. Yeah, you should definitely. I, I'd say watch the movie first and then yeah. watch the show because like the end of the just show, the there's movie. a couple things where you're like, it ties back a little bit. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Vaguely, yeah. The, the thing about what we do in the shadows, not to lament too much on this, because I know we got lots of news stories, but it's it's like watching a it's watching a troop of people who have done improv together for so long that they're just near perfect. They're it so good, so well. It is very much their look style. Up where it's streaming, it's very much their style. So like, if you which I like, w- so it's the Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. but slightly more subdued, a lot more subtle style. But it, and it takes a little while to get into. I would say it takes a good 20 to 30 minutes to get into. But once you do, and once they get to the werewolves, it's just fucking funny. It's just so yeah. fucking funny. Those I, guys I are badasses. Like if you like that, like, dry It's very British dry humor. New, no, it's New or, Zealand. Right, you're right. Like, yeah. There's dry British humor, which I would say actually is a lot more dry than the New Zealand. New Zealand humor is like, it's British humor, but they're kind of making fun of that dryness a little bit. Yeah. Like I like Flight of the Concords. Like, I've liked all the stuff that he's done before. It's very Fly of the Concords. It's very... Um, it's not streaming on any service. Oh, it's too bad. It was on Netflix for so long. It's But it is $4 and I, it's honest to God, rental. recommend worth spending the $4. Pacific Rim too. No, I always, don't waste your time. Alright, now let's talk about Men in Black. All Me right. and Joey yesterday went to watch Men in Black. I did. I was very excited because I'm a huge Men in Black fan. Love all of the movies. I don't know that I love the two third is terrible. One. I like two. Two is terrible. I like two, and that seems like your opinion. You know what I mean? And two is two is watchably bad. We'll put it that way. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest and say that I only really remember the first one, mm-hmm. and that's the best one. Yeah, for sure. I will give a shout out to the third one. I thought Josh Brolin as a young Tommy Lee Jones did a great. I, the third one had no I like the way it connected good. everything. I thought it was really yeah. fun because yeah. he gets to go back in the past. He gets mm-hmm. to buddy up with Josh Brolin, who's got a lot more energy to bring into it. Yeah. I thought that was really really cool and very well done. And honestly. You know, Will Smith is just so fucking fun to watch. He really is. And I, I don't get me wrong, I love Hemsworth and, and uh, Tessa Thompson, but I just, there's no, there's a reason why Will Smith is a megastar. And you go back and watch, even Men in Black 3, you're like, really? Damn, Chris so Hemsworth is a megastar? I think he is, but he's yeah. no Will Smith. I'm so sorry, Chris, if you're watching. That's very true. He's a sorry. musical career. I'm sorry, Chris. And the Fresh Prince stuff backing uh, him. So for our spoiler-free review that we're going to do, uh, I just want to say, man, this movie was just, it was okay the entire way through. A whole through. lot of okay, huh? and And to me, that like puts it in the bad category. Yeah. Where it's like, with the cast that it has, uh, it has Kumail, it's got uh, Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. and Liam Tessa Thompson. Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. Uh, Emma, uh, uh, not Emma. Yeah, it is Emma. No, that's right, yeah. Emma Thompson. Emma so Thompson. I want to see Emma, I want to see Emma no, Watson, what's the, but it's Emma the Thompson. Older Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Oh, with the cool blonde hair, right? Okay, and I'm saying Tessa. Okay, Tessa Thompson, Emma not, Thompson. Not related. <laughs> not related. No relation. <laughs> no relation. Uh, not but maybe like, a relation. I don't know. It's, it's a hell of a cast, and it just 
I think that the direction maybe was Who bad. Who directed it? It's it not Barry Sonnenfeld, Gary, right? Gary. <laughs> oh, F. Gary Gray? That's yeah. it. That's the one. Oh, that's too bad. Gary yeah, Gary is right That's what I, I said it wrong when uh, we were talking about oh, one okay. of his movies that was coming out. Wow, that's too bad. He's really good. Italian F. F. Gary Gray, of course, did uh, Friday and then also did Straight Outta Compton, right? But Yeah, but the comedy is just... I the laughed whole... once in the entire movie. And like, she wasn't an outlier. No. It was quiet almost the entire time. There were so many jokes that they said that I knew I was supposed to laugh. Right. And I didn't. And that whole theater was just. I'm telling you right now, like, you can tell from the previews that the timing of all the humor is just not there. Like, there's not one laugh in the preview. The funniest things in the movie. They were absolutely the funniest part. He's like, are you telling me we're going to play with the most dangerous weapon in the universe for fun? Yeah. Like, that's as funny as it gets. I'm not seeing this movie in theaters. No, I don't. I think this is a skippable movie. 100%. I absolutely think it's skippable. That is, I even would go as far as saying like, if it's on Netflix, find something better. Don't watch it. No, yeah. I think this wow. is skippable <laughs> on everything. Yeah. Wow, that's unfortunate. It yeah. really, it really is. It, it, it like again, if you watch it, it's it's a fine, it's okay. But like Men in Black, I feel like you expect it could have been like so easy for fun. them to do a little bit better. Well, here's the deal: if you go, if if you if for anyone listening, you haven't seen the original Men in Black, you should go. Do it that was instead. it's one of the I would, I'll put it up there as like I don't want to say top ten comedies of all time, but it's a really really good movie, and it's really really creative, and it's really inventive, and it was doing something new back in the day. Barry Sonnenfeld, you got Will Smith coming in, still fresh in his career, killing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So this is Will Smith that was like, I'm gonna be awesome in this movie, and also do the soundtrack for this movie. That I kind of Will that. Smith. I mm. miss I that Will Smith. I hope we get a song for Gemini we Man. We all miss that. Uh, we're not going to get a song for Gemini Man. Give us a song for Gemini <laughs> Man. I'm Gemini Man. Um, <laughs> go back and watch the original trilogy. It's it's really good. This one probably skippable from what it sounds though. Yeah, yeah. this was like the most meh movie I feel like I've seen in a while. I wouldn't say that it's... I thought The Hustle was bad. I think this is just The, the Hustle was like offensively bad. Which one was The Hustle? The Hustle is the... Rebel uh, Wilson and... Uh, Anne Hathaway. Oh, Jesus. That movie looked like a fucking train wreck. Yeah, it, it sure bad. was. Why would you it see was. that? Because we uh, have movie, movie pass. Movie you guys bros, you know? are... We you guys, they're never getting this time back. You're never getting this time back. We saw three movies that day. And like two of them were good. Maybe, a, maybe y'all should start paying for movies again. I'm just saying, you got to be a little less liberal with your time No, I genuinely like the first Men in Black, so I was excited for this because I like their dynamic. I also didn't think that they had great chemistry which is weird because they do obviously and that's why i feel like it has to be like the director in the writing also because we've seen these people paired together and like it's good like there are moments where you're like oh man look he brought her back from being like wildly depressed and an alcoholic and she's bringing him back from like you know well, I guess no. He <laughs> no, don't he, spoil he was in the same. No, it doesn't this, matter. I feel, like, I feel like here's the deal. I feel like Men in Black need two elements. Okay, you need Barry Sonnenfeld and you need Will Smith. And I guess you could throw in an aging Tommy Lee Jones if you want there. But man, I just want them to do. I just want them to do Men in Black, another one with Will Smith and Josh Brolin again somehow. Like bring old, new, like young Tommy Lee Jones character, Agent K, Agent yeah. J, whatever, back from the past and let them do just, some weird time travel shit. I think he's yeah. I think uh, I think Will Smith Will was Smith J, is right? J, yeah. But I'll tell you, man, you just like there's a swagger to Men in Black, mm-hmm. and that came with Will Smith when he goes when he when he walks think- out in the black suit for the first time. He goes, you know, the difference between you and me is. I make this look good. Yeah. yeah, that's a fucking top 100 line. But you're right telling there. me you don't think Chris Hemsworth has that? No, I think Chris Hemsworth has the potential to have that when he a good director like Taika Waititi charisma. brings it. But name one other film that he was in at like before Thor Ragnarok where he has that charisma, right? I he mean, was always he, arguably he does kind of in bad times. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. But, but that, I, that's why I think it has to be like a writing direction yeah, issue. Yeah, that's true. Because he's just, in this movie, he's just like, Because you know what else I watched recently with him in it? Um, Kevin in the Woods. 12 Strong. Oh, Kevin in the Woods. And Woods it so was good. fucking bad. I don't know anything about 12 that. Strong is an action movie based off of like the first team to go into Afghanistan after 9 11. And it is just a fucking terrible idea from the get go. This doesn't even, uh, this doesn't sound familiar to me at all. Not good, and he is not good in it. And I just want, I'm like, how, this is one of those movies that you're just like, this is almost a tragic, like a travesty of how, like, How much of a money grab this movie is? It's not good. Oh, yeah, not a lot. Vaguely familiar. It's like Michael Pena's in it. It's got a great cast, but they're just—they were like, let's make a bro. It's like Navy Seal, like an updated Navy Seals, except Uh using real world events like 9/11, and it just feels kind of um, like they're really taking advantage of that situation. Solid six six on IMDb. It's not good. Yeah, the only thing that he was in there before being in like MCU was what uh, Star Trek. Yeah, for a hot yeah. second. For what a hot second. He filmed Cabin in the Woods before all of that. What an interesting later. thing, yeah. though, because if you remember correctly, it was between him and Chris Pine to see who was going to get Kirk. Yeah, yeah. And he got Kirk's dad. And then they were going to make a story, I think, where he came back as Kirk's dad. And then everyone's like, oh, that sucks for Chris Hemsworth because now his career is going to suck. And then he got Thor, Thor, and then Thor came out, and was like, "Oh, he got Thor the shit out of that out thing." And everyone was like, "Oh like, no!" Yeah. But now look at him. Yeah. Chris, That's I always believed in both of you, both the Pine and the Hemsworths. Oh man, so yeah, I'd probably skip Men in Black. Yeah, I honestly, and it's sad. Uh, another thing that to me was totally shocking is Kumail's character. I did not enjoy. Too much. It looks annoying. Too it, much. It was, that character yeah. looks like he does not need to be in, in the movie at all. Yeah. But like, I feel I like, like that they, they had a little sidekick. Yeah. Well, they wanted to do the um, the I forget what the name of the aliens were in the first three. The guys that were drinking old coffee. Man, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they want. I think they wanted a character but like those that. Those are only in like a few scenes. Yeah, that's why you got to have like Viennese. You know, like you, yeah. you have to well, have them very to, sparingly. They wanted to do like the little dog that kind of goes with them a little bit. Cheech Marin, oh, the, the pug. Yeah, the Was that Cheech Marin? I think it was Cheech. Yeah. Huh. I want to say I'm learning all these new things. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like if he was in thirty percent less of the movie, I would have probably liked well, him more. I just more. feel like all of his jokes were delivered weirdly. Like, I I didn't like the tone that he had. This like nonchalant, I don't care about anything yeah. tone the entire time. You, you know, now that I think about it, he was trying to be like they wanted it to be like a little baby Groot. It's mm, probably kind of mm, what the dynamic mm, that they yeah, were looking for. That makes sense with it looking super cute. But cute boy. Groot the, is great because Groot doesn't really talk. Yeah, holy, yeah, he's got the one line. <laughs> yeah. So. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't recommend uh, going to watch Men in Black. Still right now, I'm still saying, like, if you're going to go to the theaters, try to watch Booksmart. It's the Booksmart best movie that's so out there. Fuck yeah, go see Booksmart. If yeah. you haven't seen Booksmart, do that. Support that movie. It is a, f- a great film. That Booksmart is my favorite movie of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, I mean. Of course, Endgame's out there as well. But like, yeah. I mean, like indie movie, like movie movie, not mega blockbuster. Booksmart's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Was it an A24 movie? It was either A24 or Annapurna. A- but I, I think, think it was, it was A24. Annapurna. Let me look. I, I thought it was Annapurna. 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 Both of those yeah. like, doing great work. You should double check. Barrett doesn't know a lot of things. Uh, Barrett, knows Anna. Barrett knows his Annapurna. Let's put it that way. All right. Well, now time for a little housekeeping. Everyone knows what it means. Uh, no, uh, no Patreon producer this month still. Because you guys don't want to support us. Yeah, but it's not. They can't support us now. I know, but I'm trying to give them shit so that we have like four Patreon producers next month. Okay, you know, you gotta believe in it. And uh, this show is brought to you by our sponsors. This week it's Liquid IV and Upstart. 
Love it. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for some news. New, 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 news, 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 news. All right. Just trailed it off that there was for great. You. Dare I say that was the best news jingle we've heard so far I on like the show? You always have a news. I'm just jingle? trying to hurt Barrett's feelings. Oh, oh no! Hey. <laughs> oh, he actually threw it at the TV. At the TV, right at the TV. That would come out of your paycheck. Yeah, no, that's not and true. And Kevin's paycheck, probably. What? Why show. is that my fault? Because it's a shared responsibility. This <laughs> yeah. is your show. It's a well. two-way street. It's all good. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Our first exciting news story. Oh, this is always fun because I don't know what you're ever going to throw at us. Do you not have the doc? No. Did I just? Okay. All right. <laughs> you I'll gotta, share it with you. You got to put the link of the doc in above the trailers. I looked at it because I'm professional, but Joey doesn't understand. I, I think I'll just it's share it with her and she'll be all good. All the right. Tools. The new, the, the first news story. The, the Swiss theater replaced its seats with beds. Oh, this is very exciting. Yeah. <gasps> Nap time? Well, no. Don't fall asleep. Just super comfy time. But, like, can I sleep through the trailers? Yes. I mean, okay. you can sleep through whatever you want, I guess. Yeah. Like, uh, just quietly walked away to blow his nose, I think. It's fine. Or beat up Barrett. Uh, Cinema Path. It's got a E with a little umlaut over it. So, I don't know. Path A? Is it an umlaut it's, or it's an accent? I don't know. It's an accent. It's an, it's an, an accent. accent. Agu. For all you French speakers oh, look out at there. You. I think that's it. Um, I don't remember. Has set up a VIP room theater replacing boring old uh, movie theater chairs with big comfy beds. The beds come equipped with two pillows and an electronically adjustable headrest. They uh, change the sheets after every screening. Guests can put on a pair of slippers Ooh. and sip wine from bedside. Are you allowed to fuck I in these things? Nope. Nope. It's the CEO. The CEO was like, "We've experimented in other countries, and no one's done anything bad, so sure. we think it's gonna work yeah, out." Nobody's gotten Where finger blasted on one of these beds uh, yet in Switzerland. Switzerland. Mm, and I can't pronounce that name of that city. Spreitenbach. Spreitenbach. Yeah. Spreitenbach, Switzerland. I want to go to Switzerland. Uh, the only thing is, the tickets forty-eight dollars, three hundred dollars a piece. Forty-eight dollars. <laughs> forty-eight Switzerland. Swiss dollars. What's that? What's they, that? Are they, do they not use the euro? I think they use the euro. Is it, it forty eight euro? It no. It said forty eight dollars. So I okay. think they converted it already it. to yeah, dollars. I don't sense. think I want to um, pay that much money to sit in a bed that other people have also laid in. Well, but it's new sheets, so it's like I a guess hotel. Like a hotel, yeah. yeah. Uh, forty eight dollars a little steep. Would I do it for like the novelty of it, just once? Would I do it for like a long ass movie like Endgame? Probably. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, Do you think that that'll ever though. come here? Um, so right now it's they're not planning on it, but like I really hope they do because that seems really cool. Like if AMD or like AMC had that, uh, cool, Greg. Yo. Can you do me a favor and click on the first link on that story? Because I want to pull it up. I'm sorry, I should have pulled the graphic for you guys so you could see. Um, because it looks incredible. It also, is, two pillows not enough. What? If How I want to be super cozy. Want? I love pillows. I have Nicholas, no less than six pillows on my bed for just me. That's ridiculous. That's awesome. That's pretty amazing. That's awesome. I love that it's a small theater too. Yeah. So you don't have like 17 million people in there. Thank you, Cool Gray. It looks very cozy. I'm all about that though. I know but that like, is it going too far? Here's yeah, maybe. my question for you though. Uh-huh. Do you think that those side table lights stay on the whole movie and you're going to have an issue like yeah, on the draft gonna house? Yeah, those things. I really hope not. He's gonna that would be a problem. That'd that be would be a game changer. That would be a game ruiner. Yeah. Um, and also, I've started doing this thing. I didn't do it yesterday, but I've been doing it the last two times mm-hmm. where I take a blanket to the theaters. 
Is that too far? Uh, I, don't, I mean, I'm keeping my shoes on, which I feel like if I take off my shoes, that's when it's like, sir, you don't live here, you know? <laughs> but I, I like pulling, I got the kind of funny, you know, the, yeah, the blanket, yeah. and I pull it out and I roll it up, put it on myself, and I just eat little snacks. It's great. Because we've been doing such long movie, like... I know. When I went to watch uh, Endgame last week with my little brother, and then afterwards Dark Phoenix, that's what I did. That was just my go-to plan. I... I don't. I don't know if it's socially acceptable to just bring blankets places yet. No one's even looked at me a little judgy. Well, can, it's a dark movie theater. Exactly. They're definitely. They don't know what we're doing on the blanket, right, Nick? I mean, finger blast. Boom. Brown to brown. Jesus. Okay. Usually, I'll I just be, bring it for Paula because she gets cold. Yeah. But Are like we? the last two movie times I went to the theaters, I wasn't with her. So, so I was like, well, I guess real. I'll use this for myself. I'll be interested to see if they ever bring it to the States or if this becomes like a widespread thing. I, I don't think it will. I don't I, I don't think it's it's just seems way too expensive for it to be like a normal like date night. Thing How much would you pay for it? How much would I? Also, if I'm going to the movies by myself, I don't want to share this weird bed thing with somebody else. Why? That's why I think it's forty eight dollars. I think you get both. Oh. How much would I pay for it? I mean, if my I don't know that I necessarily would hmm. I'm trying hmm. to like I feel like it would have to be very specific movies that are like long yeah Nick would you do this no, no? don't need it I not like, even I if like you go with Andy what's that so not even if you could go with Andy <laughs> the chairs recline enough right now in modern theaters I don't sure, need a bed sure. we're good plus I don't need to spend $48 on any of these fucking movies there's very few movies that are worth even the $14 or $15 that I'm spending. But right now, if it is the two seats, like right now, the um, That's what, $24 piece. Yeah. It's, not, the, it's $2 more Dolby. than Dolby. Dolby. I thought it was $48 for one seat. He thinks it's $48 for the pair. Because oh, they said you get know. two pillows. Oh, that's fair. And in the picture, there was two pillows. I don't, know. I don't know that the story needs more expl- explanation. I think we could probably move on. All right. Moving on then. <laughs> Some. I think it's good news, but it's also a little upsetting. The Good Place will be ending with season four. I like The Good Place. I kind of appreciate shows that are like, hey, we're just going to end this here and we're not going to mm-hmm. keep this story going if we don't have any idea of what direction it's going kinda in. I feel like it's it's already hit that point with season three. Uh, I don't know. I'll be yeah. sure to see how they wrap it all up. That's the thing. I enjoy a Good Place. Um, seasons two and three were not nearly as good as season one. I think it's hard to follow it up. Yeah. I liked season two. Season three, I haven't finished yet. Mm. Have you uh, watched any of it? No, no I know. I mean, like you would uh, like it. Dee watches it because I think uh, she liked The Good Wife a lot. And I know this is an offshoot of that, right? No. no. Which one's this? This is uh, Ted Dancing. Oh, this is The Good Fight, I'm thinking. I have yeah. no idea what this, movie, this, this is show Ted is. This is Ted Dancing, Kristen Bell. She gets sent to heaven. Oh, when they think that no, she's I have not else. watched that. I have not watched that. I, I think apologize. you would like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't you think know, you know what's weird? Okay, here's how weird I am. I like Kristen Bell. Yeah, but it's I just don't like that Dak Shepherd that much, and I know they've been. In it. I know, but they're married, and it just throws me. Off. So you just weird. don't want to. <laughs> no, good enough. You know, Does Anyways, Ted Danson being in it. Ted Danson is really good. In it. Ted Dan- but the, okay, so here's the deal with Ted Danson, right? This is oh, how weird right. I am. Who's he married to now? No, I love Ted Danson, but I but hate I'm, little dancer. No, I'm I'm sad. Tiny dancer, tiny dancer. That they uh, tiny dancer. I know, I'm joking around. What the hell are you talking about? They're two different people. Um, I'm sad that they didn't, they didn't do uh, another uh, three men and a little baby. No, well, yeah, definitely. But no, uh, I'm sad they didn't do that HBO show he was on with uh, Jason Schwartzman. Uh, mm-hmm. Dead like no, not dead like you. Uh, dead like me? No, fuck. What was it called? Um, 
it was a really really good show I liked where he just he started being a private eye Oh. He was a writer, but he wanted to become a private investigator. And Ted Danson plays like... he write like, like mystery movies? Or mystery No, he, write, like, uh, he wrote op-eds for like the New Yorker, a oh. magazine like that. And Ted mm-hmm. Danson was his boss, like this extravagantly rich guy. But they were like mm-hmm. friends. But he was also his boss. Anyway, it was uh, Zach Galifianakis was in there. Oh, damn it. The chat's going to probably tell me who it is right now. Probably. What's it called? Um, it was really good. Oh, Bored to Death is what it was called. Mm. And um, they only did like three seasons and no one liked it but me. And then they stopped doing it. Three seasons not a little bit either, though. It yeah, that's good. like a I significant like amount for a show that nobody likes. He just decides he wants to be a private investigator. So he just starts taking cases and he's way out of his depth and it's super fun. Mm. So other than that... <laughs> That's the only vendetta you have. I also, I watched I, it and it's weird. It also reminds me of like the Santa Clara diet. I'm like, I don't want to watch that fucking show either. I, I have a feeling you wouldn't like this no, show. Really? Yeah, I really don't think Nick. But it's on Hulu. So if you want to watch it in the United States. Nick is such a wild card of yeah. like what you will like. I feel like you, you're going to watch like three episodes and be like, I hate it. Yeah. 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 All right. Now it's time for some ads. All right. Our first ad is Liquid IV. Yeah. Liquid IV is the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Trying to drink more water? Liquid IV hydrates you two to three times faster and more efficiently more efficiently than water alone. With an added bonus of vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, and everybody's favorite, B12. Liquid IV helps prevent jet lag when traveling. TSA friendly and is perfect for on-the-go travelers. Helps to keep your skin hydrated while flying can be used before, during, and after flights. Staying properly hydrated is one of the most important factors during music festivals. Perfect ways to fight those nasty hangover symptoms. All Liquid IV products utilize the cellular transport technology, a specific ratio of glucose, which is pure cane sugar, sodium, mined salts, and potassium. When mixed with 16 ounces of water, Uh, It helps your body absorb more of the water and nutrients you drink directly into your bloodstream. No GMOs, vegan and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. Clean ingredients that can provide the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water. Uh, It's healthy alternative to traditional sugary sports drinks. No artificial flavors or preservatives. With each purchase you make, Liquid IV donates one serving of hydration multiplier to someone in need. Uh, Liquid IV fuels tough workouts and helps prevent muscle fatigue, promotes healthy post-workout recovery. It also contains five essential vitamins, including more vitamin C than an orange and as much potassium as a banana. Jenna Miller loves it and has been drinking it for years to keep herself hydrated. Right now, our listeners get 25% off at liquidiv.com when you use our code KFMS at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order at Liquid IV's website. Go to liquid or liquidiv.com and enter promo code KFMS to get your saving uh, to get your savings and start getting their hydration. Our next ad, it's right here, is Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out of debt, real hard. <laughs> Especially if your FICO score isn't great. Thankfully, there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card. Tim's friend could have really used Upstart when he was in college to help manage his life. 
but it's not too late for you guys. Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form in the forms of a smarter interest rate, in the form of a smarter interest interest rate. Upstart believes you are more than just your credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast and easy to check your credit rate in just a few minutes without affecting your credit score. The best part, once the loan is approved, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 200,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards, student uh, credit cards, student loans, funding uh, their wedding, or make large purchases. Free yourself of the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is the number one uh, is ranked number one in their category with over three hundred businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash morning to find out how low your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash morning. All right, let's get back to the news for some Love more it. exciting stories. Hold on. Hold on. I'm almost there. Oh, Joey, I think you're going to like this next one. Oh, my gosh. Or maybe you'll hate it. To all the boys I love before? No. Uh, Fast and the Furious. (gasps) Nine. Cast officially confirms John Cena. Hell yeah. Yeah. So we had that creepy ass video that um, Vin Diesel Diesel put out. Uh, Vin Diesel's the worst. He's the fucking worst. It was just so weird. it's so song. creepy about if you, like, if like you God sending s- someone to fight, you know, keep the fight going. But yeah, but he, he does it, treat- and it's like, can someone just write these things for Vin Diesel? Like, don't let him talk uh, by himself because he comes off like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> he's so weird. <laughs> weird. Or he looks really, really high. Oh, he's very high. Yeah. Uh, he also just has the worst and weirdest sense of style that I've ever seen out of anyone. I follow Vin Diesel. This you gotta closely. follow Vin Diesel. He's a, he's a goddamn national treasure. It's very he's a interesting. Natural, he's like the opposite of The Rock where like The Rock does you follow The Rock and it's like inspirational so and he looks great and yeah. he's polished and when he wears a suit you're like fuck that's what a suit should look like yeah. all my suits look like shit compared to that Vin suit. does not wear suits Vin Diesel wears uh, uh, and he's, always he just, shoes. he's wears, just dumb right he wears yeah. really long jean shorts and big co- like boots like the big work boots, like Timberland boots, and then just basketball jerseys all day long, and the and just bad. It's sunglasses. like he never left the nineties. God, he never left the nineties. And but no, who's going to tell Vin Diesel no? The no. Rock, on the other hand, is like stylists and is just dope looking and like is lovely. I don't know. I love Vin Diesel. Don't get me wrong. I just love talking shit about him because his Instagram is just so fucking twisted. But how how do we feel about John Cena being in this? I really we confirm that The Rock is not in nine, yes, right? In nine. Yeah. So, so I think that's what we're seeing here. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is this is they, they realize there's a big hole being left by The Rock leaving the franchise. Mm-hmm. The Rock now has Hobbs and Shaw, which all accounts is setting it up to be the next era of Fast and Furious. And if they're really rounding out the last the, the Fast and Furious core franchise at ten, you're gonna need a heavy hitter like John Cena to come in to kind of to fill that void mm-hmm. because we don't have you know we'll have the Vin Diesel I think Vin Diesel and John Cena together on screen could be really really fun mm-hmm. I, well yes because I think here's the deal I think that the rock and Vin Diesel are too close together as as character types and when you don't have like 
you, you know, you don't have the uh, uh, what's his name, Paul Walker character, and some of the other characters mm-hmm. season that out. I feel like they're just they're they just don't competing mesh that for the well. same place. Yeah, I mean, when you look like let's 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 call it what it is. Like uh, you know, Fast and Furious is just these stereotypical characters yeah. that are that are filling these things. You've got the tank. I mean, it's like literally like a, a four player co op like shooter, right? Yeah. You've got the tank, the medic, the the, the hacker, the or whatever. Yeah. The, you know, the brains or whatever. And so like when you have too many of the same thing. It's not as fun as f- when when the chemistry mixes together. So but I feel what? like John Cena could potentially bring a different dimension to that because he's a little more of a comedic actor. Also a tank. Yeah, I guess he is. That's yeah. true. <laughs> My I issue isn't true. so much with like filling those spots as much as like I don't think that John Cena is this nearly the same caliber as The Rock. I don't know. No. Have, did you watch Cockblockers? I didn't watch Cockblockers. I saw he was great in it. I think, and and like we saw a little bit of range in Cockblockers. In the I think, cool that's what I, I think okay. he's got. Yeah. I think he's got comedic chops that they might be using for this. I would be very disappointed if they brought him in and he just played the same Hobbs character where he's just like a gunslinging tough guy badass. Because honestly, that shit is annoying. Like that doesn't work anymore in modern action movies. You have to have humor and you have to have charisma. Yeah. He's definitely going to play a badass, but I hope that the like it's more. Like I really I want don't to want see... him to play the role he played in Bumblebee. Does he confirm right, no. what kind of role? Like, no, no, they, he... that's still all. So we don't know. He could be the villain it, in theory, right? I doubt it. But he could. They be. like to get serious, like more serious people. I feel like. Do I they... feel like I want him to join the cast and I be part of the family. Around, right? But also, Cena. You don't forget, Cena has a huge audience. Like he's fucking huge. Well, that's like, the thing. He's that's just funny. he's not. But very few people are the Rock huge. But like actually, no one's is, the Rock uh, huge. He's the highest grossing. He's probably arguably the second biggest WWE like superstar maybe that would have that's that's transcended. Cool, right? Bautista is, is oh, pretty true. big right now I'm well, trans- that transcended to the entertainment as, industry. as a movie like yeah. as a movie star yeah I think I think there's I mean I, I think he's a huge draw I love John Cena I mm-hmm. think it's a great addition to the cast I think he's gonna fit in well with the cast and honestly this is all upside to me because it frees the rock you know that he's had a lot of tensions with Vin Diesel and with Tyrese. Mm-hmm. It yeah. frees The Rock to go have fun with Statham and make Hobbs and Shaw two. And that move, that movie looks like it's taking Fast and Furious into the next era. There's other spinoffs. I think there's all female Fast and Furious that they're still doing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, it's supposed to happen. That could be super fun as well. No, they they round out the ten. It's, it's female be led. Female led. Well, yeah, not, yeah it's not going to yeah, be like yeah. the entire cast female, but I think the main, the core main characters are going to be the females. Um, that could be fun as well. I think this is great news. Mm-hmm. I think let The Rock do what The Rock wants to do. And if you give him the, the funds, one out of every three movies is going to be real fun. I think if they introduce a new character who is played by John Cena, who is the subordinate but also son of Mr. Nobody, like I think that they mm. could do something really fun with that. I feel like they're going to just bring him in yeah. as the... As he's going to start. At, I think it's going to be the exact same. I really as the, hope that it's hot. I, I, I think he's going to come in as, as an asshole antagonist and yeah. then realize the team's cool and then join the team at the end of the movie. Yeah. That's probably what's going to be. I, I, hope, just I hope that they like, change it up a little bit and we have this like bumbling guy who's trying to impress his dad who is Mr. Nobody and it's like this guy that we no, know because we already we don't have, know enough. We already have that character in, he the, died. in the Eastwood character. And he died. He's he died? Dead. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. That's how much I remember the last yeah. Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. Hmm. I'm excited. I like John Cena. I hope we get some like throwaway bullshit John Cena reference line in the movie mm-hmm. just because I think it'd be fun. Um, I'll be interested to know like, yeah, what once we see trailers for it of like who he is in this world. Mm-hmm. It's he's going to be. He's probably going to be a cop. Yeah. And I'm it's gonna... unfortunate because I want them to have a little bit more of a dimension because the, again, like you don't think he's going to be like an old pal of Vin Diesel or something. <sighs> No, I think we've met all of Vin Diesel's old pals at this point. Keep they're all coming. Part of the team. LA's a big place. No, I think, they're, I, think the I think they're literally just going to swap the rock for Hobbs, and it's it's unfortunate because I think Cena could do more, but 
who cares? It's two more movies. And then we get Hobbs and Shaw for the rest of our lives. And that's fine. Fasten your seatbelts. Fast 10 Furious. That's the best you had, huh? That's the best they're going to have. <laughs> let's let's move on to the next story. Ghostbusters 2020 sequel yes. confirmed to bring back original cast members. Uh, Jason Reitman. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Con- confirmed in a panel that Weaver, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Bill Murray are all involved in uh, Reitman's upcoming sequel in some capacity. Yeah. So he, he brought them on sort of as advisors. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He's saying, like, listen, I've like the one thing that you have to remember about Jason Reitman is that like he is aptly placed to be a person that can actually bring Ghostbusters back the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, son of of uh, Ivan Reitman, mm-hmm. who would directed the original Ghostbusters. Um, and I think that he's doing this right. He wants to make a love letter to the original Ghostbusters. He's bringing in all the original stakeholders that are alive still. Um, unfortunately, Harold Ram has passed because that would be amazing. Like having him be a strong voice in it was always nice because he balanced out Dan Aykroyd's insanity right. uh, when they went to go get the story together. But uh, but that's what you should do. You know, this is this is a movie that a franchise that people love so much for a good reason because it was actually good back in the day. It had a lot of heart. They did a lot of things right. And when they brought it back in 2016, they just forgot one core fundamental part of it, which is that they lost the heart of what it was to be a Ghostbuster. It wasn't, you know, they, they just they, they strayed so far from that. So I think he, we've learned lessons from that. He wants to bring back the cast in a good way, not in a hacky ass way where Bill Murray's sitting down the entire time because he doesn't want to stand in real life or he's wearing a hat because who the fuck knows why he's wearing this hat. I think they're going to bring this back. The inside, like the outfit, you know. Oh, who the hell knows? Um, my hope is that they're going to bring this back and these characters are going to be uh, uh, cameos in a way that feels good and is and is is organic uh, and they're not outstaying their welcome. And it sounds like uh, Reitman's really focusing on the core family part of this with uh, the, the young girl and the young boy, like Finn Wolfhard's character being sort of the main characters in this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really cool angle for it. Yeah, the, the cast is... Finn Wolfhard, uh, Carrie Coon, and McKenna Grace. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that we actually get a more of a the Ghostbusters Corp kind of thing where it's like, oh, you know, you can buy this big thing for like however much money and then you can become a Ghostbuster and like their cameo is like they put in the video once they buy it and it's like Bill Murray being like, oh, you know. Like, thanks for buying the kit. Yeah, that's possible. I, I forget. I think they've talked about what the plot is going to be <clears throat> to, to a degree. Have they? Yeah, because I think it centers around a family. Like, I think it centers around a, a mother and her son Kids. and daughter. Yeah. Because that's mm-hmm. that's the character. Carrie Coons is the mother. And I don't know how they're going to they're gonna weave in Sigourney Weaver oh, or any yeah. of those people. But yeah. um, it'll be interesting. I mean, my, my pitch for this would be get away from New York. You know, get away from and the from city. from the little, but like, teaser thing, it doesn't, the, yeah. it looks like it's get, Let's put us out someplace Don't else forget. where there's ghosts and people have to figure out how yeah. to fight them. And, oh, there was this thing called Ghostbusters. Yeah. Where is that technology? We have to reach out to these people and try to figure out how to solve this problem. That's all mm. it needs to be. Mm. Or, for God's sake, set one in L.A., baby, because that would be dope, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I feel like... Jason Reitman probably has way, like has way higher stakes in this because he wants to honor the Absolutely. legacy. Yeah, of it. and also don't forget, you know, uh, Jason Reitman did up uh, up in the air. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people reminded me he did Tully, 
which, oh, which yeah. a lot of people liked. Um, he's a great film director and he's mm-hmm. a great storyteller. And that's what this needs. Like you can't just, as we've seen now with men in black international, <laughs> uh, we've seen it with the 2016 ghostbusters you need, and we've seen it, you know, and I don't want to keep drawing DC to this. You need someone who's going to be a stakeholder who really understands the heart of the story. Yeah. And that person needs to be the one driving everything forward. And I think Jason Reitman is, I don't want to say it's like his, his birthright, but I think he's earned it as a great director. I think he was he grew up in this world because his dad was the one that helped create this. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's part of this family. Like yeah. for all intents and purposes, he should be doing the one to do this movie because yeah. it makes sense. A lot of pressure, though. You know, let's just hope he's not. Let's hope he's Jon Snow, not Rob Stark. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's hope he doesn't get massacred by this. Let's hope he goes and and, and it finishes it out. Well, that's a terrible analogy because Game of Thrones finished out terribly. But. Let's hope he, I think he's going to do a good job with this. At least it'll be more interesting to follow this than it was the Ghostbusters 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we got to wait till July 10th, 2020 for that, uh, for the movie. Hopefully we'll get more news on that soon. We're going to start to see, but here's what I like about it already, uh-huh. right? Is he's giving us news. We're getting news in the way that you should get news from the source, from the creator mm-hmm. in an organic way. And it's starting to build hype. And when they start like that teaser built hype it looks like a Ghostbusters really movie. Cool it looks yeah. like what a modern Ghostbusters movie should look yeah. like. You got the sounds. You don't have wacky improv going on the entire time. Hopefully, fingers crossed, right, man, if you're watching this, don't fucking, like, just tone <laughs> down no the improv a little bit and write a good story. the scenes, like, commentary, should anyone be like, yeah, we had, like, eight hours of improv for this scene. And it's like, man. No. Wrangle your God, people a little bit more. Stay away much. from uh, eyeglasses that have no lenses. Just stay away from that joke completely. I never saw. Don't touch it. Oh, oh sorry. Why did you I touch know. it? I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> he started going in. Yeah. Can I touch it? He touched it. No. Touch it? All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep moving. I'm going to keep moving. Uh, next story is Love, Death, and Robots renewed for a second season on Netflix. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I never enjoyed the heck out of it. It's on my list, but it's pretty low, um, if I'm going to be totally honest. Mm-hmm. But, but everyone everyone that's watched it has said that it's really good. Yeah, yeah. There's no release date or anything, but like there, it is going to get a second season, probably called Volume 2. Did you watch it? No. It looked yeah. cool. Yeah. It just, you also don't like anthology stuff. I don't stuff. like anthology stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I, I have not evolved to the point where I can deal with one-off stories like that. My brain goes, no, I'm investing in this an hour. I want payoff. And that payoff needs to be me getting good character development and good stories. Uh, it looks cool. At some point, I might pop in and, and, and just play a couple of them just to see the animation style because it looks some of them look gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we have another animation story on on the docket today that I'm way more excited about. So took that one off. No, oh, okay. Well, the fuck Sony it the Sony animation. Yeah, I just thought that Sony getting in that radar yeah. animation game sounded cool. Sorry, I mean let's bring it up. Sony, Sony is. Um, I don't have actually deleted. No, it, it was just it was just a story that they they have a slate of up and coming. Uh, Rated R animated movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, including well, they're, they're a still doing kid ones too. Yeah, they're still going to do kid but ones, they're but doing, they're, yeah. they're going to d- dip a toe in rated R movies, uh, mm-hmm. not the least of which is going to be a couple by Gendy Tartakovsky, Tartakovsky, excuse me, who did uh, Samurai Jack and the upcoming and Primal. Primal, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and those, some of those sound real cool. And they're doing Boondocks and some other stuff. Yeah. So I just like that they're. It's cool to see that that's still alive. Well, they're realizing that animation is a format that adults can appreciate too, mm-hmm. especially since a lot of us grew up with it and we never let that part of ourselves go, mm-hmm. rightfully so. So I'll be interested to see what that, what that happens with that. And with uh, Into the Spider-Verse, they've proven that they can tell really cool stories with Absolutely. animation, with that yeah. medium. And it doesn't necessarily, like you can appeal to both kids and adults. Shocker. It's almost like nobody watched a Pixar movie for the last 30 years and finally like, you know, we should try that. We should try to make a really good movie that's animated that kids are going to love because there's lots of action and shiny shit. Mm. But parents won't be bored shitless watching. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
Sorry, what's the next story? Uh, the next story I just want to bring up quickly. I want to have us look at this Spider-Man poster. Cool, Greg, can you grab that? Because it looks terrible. What is it with Spider-Man? They just can't make posters that look uh, see, this properly is where, the, made. Here's the deal. Here, you and I differ on this. Yeah? Because this is a very different, this is a, a very uh, distinct style, and I love it. It's very much a traveling European like stamps on your no, I uh, get luggage, that. stamps yeah. on your passport. Like this look, this harkens back to like the olden days where like I don't know. It it just but looks it just, like looking a tra- at this like they they cut out uh, the SLJ and uh, what's his face on the right uh, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal and like they just cut him out of a, like a scene in sure. the movie and then those are production stills probably no no those aren't because like the, the way it's colored like they didn't add that like they didn't. Put that in there to make them match. You never know. I mean, look, it's not the best poster, but, he's got but blue, I th- blue tones. I and think on the it's right- cool because it, it smacks of like a 1960s like Warhol. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like everything that but see. the two of them. I think I, you yeah. like the little Spider-Man coming down from the bottom. It also cool. looks like I, I like beat, cut the PNG out. But see, I'm just a big fan of like Big Ben in the background in mm-hmm. that specific yeah, style all of like. I like I like the London Bridge. I like all or the I don't know if that's Knights Bridge. Anyone in Europe, tell me which one that is. Um, I just think it's cool. Uh, yeah, I like the You got the Ferris wheel? I like it. Ske- uh, yeah, London Eye. I, I like I'm the just, sketchiness. I, this just seems like something that I could make. And it, it just blows my mind because like, I feel like they've had now two bad posters. And what was they, they did another one we showed, showed last time. And when they came out with the, the first one, the Homecoming, they also put out bad posters. And it's just weird that the, it, it keeps going. I Personally, I just like the style. I think mm. this is fucking cool. Yeah, but that's other just than me. SLJ and Jake Gyllenhaal, which I think are weirdly placed, and very like, weirdly placed. I, I would be fine with be... just a Spider-Man poster. Yeah. with this, if they. I also would have been fine with that. Uh, Barry, you seem to have some opinions. Yeah, I was gonna agree. Like the like adding the other characters in and the tidy, tiny Spider-Man looks like like I just made a thumbnail for uh, some games cast thing, and it looks like like I. I did this, you know, like I'm not great at making thumbnails or like doing Photoshop and stuff and just like I don't disagree with you two about like I like the style of like Big Ben and all that stuff. But if it was just Spidey in the middle and then everything else, it would be a really good poster. But then you add in like these like weird PNG files of Samuel L. Jackson, Jake Gyllenhaal. It's definitely not it like the, a 10-year-old. Kid. I think it could have used a couple like another day or two of work on it. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's not that, but I I I think this is a definitive style that maybe you guys just don't necessarily But, but what I my with. critique about it is that like the way they cut cool. out the, the way they cut out them in, in the the three smaller characters just looks bad. Like yeah, but to me, so to me, the, it the just, resolution isn't right, and it looks fuzzy compared to Spider Man himself. Well, to me, it just looks like it, it's a very nostalgic yeah. like movie cover or poster from like the seventies. That's what this reminds me of, of like a movie like The French Connection or uh, a, a travel heist movie or things like that. And honestly, it just makes me think of Europe, makes me think of traveling mm. passport stamps. They don't really do that much anymore. Yeah, just kind of sad. Uh, you know, luggage when they used to do like luggage stamps and stuff like that. This is this is cool to me. I'm, well, I don't hate it. Th- I would assume that this poster is made by IMAX. It's made by IMAX, yeah. Which is like another like. CRS underscore one says that you know the IMAX poster for Homecoming wasn't that great either. He's like, yeah. oh look at that. It's like a, the scrapbook theme. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's we're obviously mm. over criticizing something that it doesn't really matter. I, but. I'm just bringing it up because it, it's funny. Because yeah. it's not just it's not just IMAX that did bad posters. Sony has also done bad posters that we've also brought up. Just being like, who photoshopped this? Oh yeah! Uh, oh yeah! This is like their style. Let me see that. So that's the IMAX poster for. No, that can't Whoa. be right. That's that, that's not right. right. I've not seen that before. Um, but I'm going to move on to our next story, 
And Nick, this one's just for you, so Let's I want you to it. pay attention. I'm paying attention, homie. Dune TV series will be helmed by Dune movie director Dennis Villeneuve. Uh, yes. And so it's interesting that he's going to do the pilot. Yeah. Uh, he won't do the whole series. He's got He's way too busy for that. But he'll do the pilot episode, similar to how... Um, I forget who the creator of House of Cards was, but he, I think it was not really Scott. Whoever did House of Cards did, or like executive produced it, did the first episode, I think, as well. I say it was but Fincher I feel like that sets the tone. Yeah, and that's why they do it, right? They yeah. it's sort of a style guide for mm-hmm. the rest of the right. season. They come in, they they you know you have a heavy hitter who's used to working with these actors, so you don't have that 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 common sort of having to find your ground with the pilot. You can hit the road running, mm-hmm. and then maybe they'll do one or two episodes. And then that's that's sort of how they get the team going. Because, you know, with a series like Dune, if you're going to make a TV series, you can't have one director doing the whole thing. you got to mm-hmm. have multiple directors probably working on different episodes and pre-producing those. Do you know what the show is about? The show is – well, I read the article. It's about okay. the, the sisterhood. Jets, right? Yeah, uh, which is awesome. And it sounds like it's a prequel. Because it sounds like they're it's before it's it's about the Benny Jesuit before they came to Dune and, like, and how they got there and then all the stuff that happened in Arrakis. Yeah, I read a little thing. I could be wrong about okay. that. but. It's awesome, and honestly, the Benny Jesuit are super interesting. Everything in Dune, everything is super in Dune interesting. is super interesting. Joey, are you? Do you have any interest in Dune? No. Cool. Hopefully, when trailers <laughs> come out, we can win you over. You know, what? I think Dune's it, awesome. So I think Dune is one of those series that is very. It's not polarizing, but it's definitely like you like it or it's not for you, mm-hmm. and that's fine because I think some of the best sci-fi series are that. You know, I think that was the same thing with Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which was like you're either in or this is not for you, and there's no problem with that. Uh, the issue is going to be what happens when he does Dune the movie, and it's a huge, mega, big movie, and it doesn't do well again yeah. because it's too deep. Will sci-fi. this continue? Like, will this? So the thing about this, it's all this show. Is is coming out on Warner Bros. streaming service. Interesting. So it's it's another one of those things like Warner Bros. announced their streaming service. I, th- I want to say like two weeks ago, a See, week ago. I, I think this is cool. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I probably won't get the Warner streaming service. Mm-hmm. I know. I know it includes. That's what Tim um, was saying with the movies is what you get, right? Yeah, I guess you get some of the Warner movies. I think you also get like HBO or something yeah, else in there. That's or right. Stars or some shit, um, which could be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll have to see. We'll have to look at the economics of that. What I'm going to say about Dune is Dune deserves its own movie franchise. And I don't mean that as like a trilogy. I mean, there's so many cool stories to tell in that world and so much that they continued from so what I understand. Like, like Dune universe. Messiah, like when like the books are, have gone on. Yeah. It would be cool if they just made move, like a Dune movie every four years. I would be OK with that. I don't need there to be a television show because honestly, the television show, I think the idea behind these TV shows is that they keep the the brand and the public eye for a while. But I think the the side effects more often than not tends to be burnout with a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. where people go ah, like I think Marvel was real was threading the needle there a lot with those Netflix show for a while where they would just they started the quality started to dip and then it started fucking up the brand. And then it's like, let's let's pull those back in house where we can. Where we can, uh, you know, make them our own, really keep an eye. Well, on I these think that, that was partly because they're two separate departments. The yeah, but the, there's a problem. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like Denny Villeneuve is not going to sit here and, and showrun a, a TV show on really a Warner cool Brothers streaming did, though, platform. You know I mean? He is a triple A Hollywood director right now. He is not going to spend his time. His doing movies that. haven't been a success at all. They're a critical success, and I I love a lot I of think them. His most of his movies have been successful. Really? Yeah, I think Sicario was good. I think um, I think uh, Prisoners was did did well. Really? Yeah, I don't. I mean, they're not blockbuster, yeah. but he doesn't make blockbusters. The only movie he's made that's that I can think of in recent uh, times that has been a big budget, like hopefully fingers crossed, blockbuster was Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the other movies he's. Oh no, he did um, freaking Arrival, didn't he? That movie was great. Mm. I think he did a rival, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, and that did well. 
So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a phenomenal director. And uh, I think his talents would probably be wasted very much with doing an entire TV show. But we'll see what this looks I like. I mean, if he's passionate about Dune, right? He is passionate about Dune, but also you have to remember, like, getting a movie like, off it's the been ground. his dream to make this movie it's for many, many years. It's a fucking great dream, yeah. and he deserves it because he's put the fucking work in with but all I, the, the I, sci-fi movies he's made in the past. I do feel like the problem with Dune is that it is a giant story that, like, you have to give a That's lot of time to. That's why I think to. they're going to do a good part of it in three hours with the movie, and yeah. we'll see where it gets. Yeah. You know, uh, hope, my hope is that they round out that story because I have a feeling that I'm going to love this movie. Mm. I'm going to fucking scream from the top of the, the rooftops that everyone should amazing, go see this. And yeah. I think no one's going to see it. Yeah. But it'll depend on the trailers. But it's going to be Blade Runner 2049 again. It's going to be a deep, deep sci-fi with cool action, wonderful acting, a very fucking intricate story. And it's going to lose 90% of the audience right off the bat. People are just going to be like, I don't want to see that. It's going to be too dark. Is it just deep. because there's not... As big of a built-in audience? No, I think there's a huge built-in. I think there's, it's probably safe to say there's there's as, as big an audience for Dune as there was for Blade Runner. Really? That is to say the audience for Blade Runner, I think they vastly overestimated how many people would come out and see that. Mm-hmm. Because the original movie came out in the 80s. I remember the Dune book's been out for, what, four decades now? When that came out? Late Sounds 70s, right. early 80s? Uh, maybe even earlier. I don't even know. I'm spitballing this completely. Um, so I think there's a built-in audience, myself included. And I think there's a built-in audience for Denis Villeneuve. But I just, I think that... We, are, we just don't have a market for that type of movie right now. And it's unfortunate and it breaks my heart. But Blade Runner 2049 is a fucking phenomenal film. It absolutely and no is. one went out and saw it. And it tanked. And it's so annoying because you have Aquaman making a billion dollars. And that movie looks like, I mean, the movie is what it is. You know, you've got all these DC movies, Shazam, all these movies making a billion dollars. And then you've got this amazingly thought-provoking intricate deep sci-fi there's just no market for like real sci-fi anymore Mm. it has to be an action film it has to star a big name and it has to the trailer has to fucking be a mile you a thousand miles a minute rip roaring fun you know and you just there's no space anymore in the the public eye for for methodical slow beautiful sci-fi anymore and it's really sad but that being said, I think that Dune can also have these big giant scenes that they could put in a trailer and make people oh, it be will. like, I mean, you got oh, the, you've got the sand, yeah, the yeah, sandworms coming out. And, and a like, lot of people are saying, you know, Arrival did do well. And it's true. Arrival, right, did, Arrival but, did do well. But I think Arrival is going to be in a slightly different movie. I thought it was great. I know. Um, I was just talking shit because I see that Barrett's in the chat saying yeah, it sucks. I really liked Arrival. I um, it sucks. Yeah, I know. Barrett, you know, likes. I just like know. Arrival because I love, I love slow moving, slow burn Build the tension sci-fi. And that is that is Denny Villeneuve to a fucking T. The man builds tension in his movies better than any director I've ever seen in my entire life. If you don't believe me, watch Sicario. Mm. Go watch Sicario and tell me the part where they get to the border crossing doesn't fucking like pay attention to how tense your asshole gets to that part. Because you're like, what is going to happen here? You ever see the uh, second one? Prisoners is the same way. Prisoners is that Hugh Jackman movie where he kidnaps the guy because he thinks the guy kidnapped his kid and he tortures him for... Uh, it's the kid from. Uh, I think I was there thinking No Escape. No, No Escape is a Ray Liotta film. Yeah, that's a good film too. Um, is it really? Ray Liotta, oh, I liked it. It's like a fun action film. Uh, no, Prisoners is Hugh Jackman's daughter gets kidnapped, and he thinks it's this kid who is played by um, the fucking guy from There Will Be Blood. Paul oh, Dano. I hate that guy. Yeah, he's weird, oh, and so like he him. thinks it's him because he's weird. Well, I hate him because in There Will Be Blood, and he kidnaps him, and he puts him in a fucking uh, shower. And boards him into the shower and then periodically turns on the hot water to torture him to tell him where the fucking, where his kid is. Uh, it's horrifying. I watched that movie so dope. It's really? It's fucking great. Damn. Cool Greg, Sam Cool Greg recommendation. It is. Yeah. So, 
Sorry, we've talked enough about this. I'm very passionate. I think Dune's going to be great, and I hope people go see it. I go really, I hope it. so too. I can't wait till we have a. Trailer. I haven't seen a frame of this movie, but yeah, I, that's the thing. I have a feeling it's going to be. There's been phenomenal. a lot of news that I've just purposely not included because I know how excited you and like I are aren't the how excited we are about it. Yeah, we get and, jacked up. And uh, I don't want to like break Joey, uh, Joey or Tim. You know, where they're just hearing about this I movie think, nonstop. I think Tim, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to walk Tim to the theaters. I don't, and Joey, I don't mean this in any bad way. I just don't think I don't think you're going to be interested in this that very much. I don't much. love sci-fi in general, yeah. so I'm not. It's very heavy sci-fi. It's yeah. Good. yeah, I mean, like you, know, it doesn't get much deeper than Dune. Let's put it this way: when I read Dune, I saw the, um, I really saw the the uh, origins of a lot of modern day great stories, including mm. Game of Thrones. So, like, you yeah, look at Game, of, you look at you read Dune, and you're like, oh, this is where. You can see a lot of the influences for like the politics and the different factions and like taking characters that you love and killing them off so that other characters think it can then come up. You see a lot of that craft in Dune and also just as a sci-fi movie. It's fucking it's going to be great. It's yeah. It's a cool world yeah. or universe rather galaxy, I guess. Galaxy. Yeah. Um, and then our next and last story, Oblivion Song movie will be adapted uh, or will adapt Robert Kirkman's sci-fi comic. Oblivion Song is an ongoing comic right now that I like. Is it good? I haven't read it. I'm hearing great things. Is I have one issue that I one. Read issue one of that I talk about every time we go to the comic book store. I don't know. Let's all go to the comic book store today and read it for lunch. I'm 100% down for that. Uh, it's just interesting to see the Robert Kirkman's, like everything he does, getting made into other mediums. You know, he's really fucking good, though. Yeah. And uh, that's the thing. I talk a lot of shit about Walking Dead because I think the show's run its course and now it's just a big money grab. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but they keep grabbing money, you know? Yeah, but I mean, when the actors don't even want to work on the fucking show anymore, you know, it's like it's time to let that go. Mm-hmm. Having said that, Invincible is my all time favorite gra- like comic book series. Yep. And we'll see where that movie goes. We'll see where the show goes, right? I think they're doing a show with show, that yeah. movie. Um, well, they're doing I, a show and a movie, right? I believe it's an animated show, and then separately a movie is getting movie made. Happening, yeah. I, um, I'm very excited. I'm for more both. excited for the animation. Uh, I'm, I'm both. Uh, I'm hoping they're, they're both good. But cool. That's good. Yeah. Good for Kirkman, man. Keep that. Keep that empire aflowing. All right, now it's time for some trailer talk. Yay! Trailers, hanging out with the boys and watching trailers. There <laughs> Excellent. it is. Excellent. Uh, our first trailer, Doctor Sleep. Stoked. Um, very interesting. Had no um, idea there was a sequel to The Shining. It's Love. fairly recent, right? Yeah, the book like was, the last I want to say, years. A little bit, maybe a little bit more, but somewhere around there, yeah. Cool. I mean, the thing that interests me very much about mm-hmm. Stephen King and his books is that there is a shared Stephen King universe, mm-hmm. sure. and that's fucking cool. But you have to remember that uh, the, what, the movie... What's the first one called? The Shining. The, the Shining. Shining diverges a lot from the book. Stephen King does Hates not the yeah, movie. Does not like it at all. He made his own movie, which is supposed to be terrible. I never watched it. I, I never watched, watched it either. Kubrick. I've just heard about it, and like it's just supposed to be really bad. You know, I I think I've saw, I saw The Shining once when I was a kid, and it was so long and mm-hmm. slow that I don't think I ever got into it. So I need to go oh, back. Really? This the, the thing I'm excited about this movie for is it's going to give me a reason to go back and watch yeah. The Shining. Yeah. Um, In the trailer, they have a couple scenes that they like are remaking. Yeah, yeah, from the yeah. I saw the twins the coming shining. down. You see the the you know the kid on the Danny. Bit, it's yeah. cool that he's the playing. Cut out door. Yeah. He's the older version of that. You get the cutout door and all that stuff. So uh. I think it could be cool. Um, it gives me a weird vibe. Uh, about of a movie that was that starred Sam Neill a long time ago called In the Mouth of Madness, 
which was I don't know if it was it's a Stephen a really King cool book. name. Yeah, it, yeah, he's going crazy and the world's mm-hmm. going crazy with him, and he can't tell. And so it has that kind of like vibe to it. It could be cool. It could be cool. Good trailer. Yeah, start off a little weird, but ends with that that brooding song. Um, I forget which song it was, but the cover of that song that was, was really good. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't remember the That's song. Okay. But I I I like the trailer, and I'm very interested to see where this goes. I was never a big fan of The Shining. Oh, the um, Shining is what that was like. One of those movies that I watched like. At home with like one of my friends during junior high, and we're like, I don't know what this is. We'll put it on. It was like terrifying. Yeah. Um. But it looked. I am excited about it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that whoever this director is, I don't remember. I guess talked to Stephen King about trying to figure yes. out how to put this in the Kubrick like aesthetic and universe. Yeah. And like managed to convince him, which is really impressive considering how much Stephen King. Yeah, hates I believe that movie. he got he got also permission from the Kubrick estate. Oh, as well interesting so everyone's giving him the green light on this yeah i like stephen king i never we'll see how it goes we'll yeah. see if it's good his his like whole universe is really interesting it, i just wish it wasn't miss. like 50 books deep yeah it's not actually 50 but like it is a lot of pages to like really like when uh nick you used to were trying to read I those got, books, yeah right? I, I was reading salem's lot uh actually mm. was listening to salem's lot on uh, audible which i really liked um and trying to read it it's fucking long they're long yeah and that's my only that's my only criticism with that is i'm like they're there he writes books really likes getting the stories really likes to develop characters the side characters the characters friends and at a certain point, I'm just like, I just, I'm, I'm out of this. Yeah. My pace of life is a little too fast for these now. Um, well, it's impressive that he's able to crank these out as fast as yeah, he does. I mean, mm. Steve, my, make no bones about it, man. Stephen King is probably the most prolific writer ever. No, yeah. there's uh, some lady that is, has beaten him. Yeah, but Danielle by a lot. Steele. It's not even, is that her name? I don't know. Oh. She writes Well, Danielle like still writes those novels, those romance novels. Or, she yeah. writes like three a year or some shit like that. But I just mean as far as like actual mainstream that's probably a bad thing to say because I'm sure there's plenty of people that like those Danielle Steele models. I think. But you're talking about good books. I think. I think there are very few people who. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Basically, yeah, yeah, like yeah. books that are actually hold no up. No shade to Danielle Steele, but it's a different caliber. Yes. Yeah. I don't think you go into a Danielle Steele book thinking this is going to be an impactful novel like it or any of the other books that Stephen King. Wrote. But Stephen King, I think, is there's there are very few people on that level with him. And She's I think super get, formulaic. He has individual yeah i mean you we, we read a story a while back where i didn't realize that stephen king i think it had been with stephen king uh wrote the running man yeah but and he wrote I it under a, a pen name yeah originally. because he was a, he was worried that so cool people were it was going to sell the brand if he had too many books coming out that's how prolific this guy is yeah and he's got movies i mean the guy he wrote stand by me for christ's sake which if you if you want to see a great fucking movie go watch stand by me Go watch uh, the Green Mile. I think is Stephen King as well, isn't it? Mm. I think yeah, so, yeah. Like the, or so was good. it Shawshank? One of no, those no, is Stephen both. King. Both, both. I believe both. Yeah. So I mean, those are phenomenal movies. Now that I'm saying it, I want to double check. I think they are. I'll look at chat. So yeah, I mean, uh, he he gets a he gets a bad rap as a horror writer and horror. I, mean, I shouldn't say bad rap, but he gets a rap as a horror writer. But he's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Have you? Slightly tangential. Have you seen the I Like Scary Movies thing that's in LA right now? No. So it's really cool. It's like they've recreated. Um, like sets and scenes from different movies, including The Shining. I think it's Nightmare on Elm Street and then Beetlejuice. Oh, cool. And you can t- it's pretty much like an Instagram museum, essentially. Yeah, one of those, but like, it's just cool to see all of these like big set pieces that you That's go cool. through. So if I'd you're in LA, you that. should look at that because it's real cool. All right, moving on to our next trailer. This is a documentary is coming out called Love and Tosha. Yeah, this is going to be really sad. This looks like a tearjerker and like... I, I didn't know if I wanted to put it on, but I think we all 
or at least uh, Nick, you like uh, Anton? Or uh, yeah, I liked Anton. I mean, I I, I love like, Anton you know? uh, Yelchin. Like he yeah. was. It's really sad. Uh, if you're not familiar, he's the one that played. Um, Oh, God, I'm trying to think of other Star movies he was in that wasn't Star Trek, but yeah, he was, uh, was Chekhov in Star Trek. He was also what, what, Baird something, right? The what's the movie about the kid that like ends up being a psychologist for his school? Charlie Barrett. Charlie that Barrett. Was a great movie. Yeah, he, that's Art, a fantastic movie, and he was awesome in it. Great actor, uh, and unfortunately died in a Charlie weird Bartlett. accident where Charlie Bartlett. Yeah, Charlie Thank Bartlett. That's um, he unfortunately died. His car rolled him over on, yeah. on his. Uh, like I guess the e brake failed. He was like changing the oil or something, something, and the car pinned him against the fence, and he, yeah, he passed it's away. It's really sad. Uh, so this is a documentary about him and his life, and they've obviously got interviews with Simon Pegg and a bunch of people who worked with him. Like, it, it makes sense because obviously he's all in all these big movies, but like the people they've pulled for like that we saw little hints of that are going to be in this is like, oh my god, yeah. There's so he many did, like names and faces forever, yeah. yeah. And he's been I, in a ton of fucking he, movies. Seeing him doing an interview when he's like what six, yeah. It looks. Cr- it's I didn't it's, realize he had been in in the industry for that long. Yeah, and it's sad because you think of. Like, it reminds me of um, River Phoenix. And you guys mm-hmm. probably don't remember River Phoenix that well, but he was so big back in the day when mm-hmm. he passed away. Yeah. And I'm and not saying that Anton Young. He was very young when he passed away, He right? was in his 20s, I want to say. Um, I thought he was younger than that. No, he had, done, he had done quite a few movies. I think yeah. he was, but he, you know, long enough to develop a very bad drug habit. Yeah. Um, but take long Hollywood. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where you don't. It's so sad because you look at him and then you see the breadth of movies. When when you whenever you put the like all of his accomplishments in one trailer, you're like, damn, this kid was really a, a big. Yeah, like he was a really good actor and mm. made, did some great work and was really committed to it. And it's really sad that he passed away. Yeah. So I'm not saying he was on the level of River Phoenix because he certainly was not. River Phoenix was like a fucking uh, a thing. Yeah. He was like an epic actor for right. his time. Like everyone, he was the it guy. Um, but. Yeah, it's just sad. I, I'm very interested to see this documentary, although it looks like a real bummer. Yeah. I don't uh, have like a huge attachment mm-hmm. to him, but the movie, the documentary does look incredibly well made. Mm-hmm. Um, inc- yeah. Impressive to see how many people they got to talk about him, even in that short trailer. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll probably watch it. But it's hard to go in. It's hard for me to go into these kinds of things knowing like, oh, oh man, this gonna is bummer. not going to be. A, yeah. <laughs> this is not going to be a fun movie. Yeah. And uh, let's move on to our last trailer, Frozen 2. I'm excited. I just still don't, like, there wasn't a whole lot there. I mean, it's very much, it's similar to the first trailer that we saw. We're getting a little bit more of a flesh mm-hmm. out, like, what is about. Yeah. Here's what I like about this. They're fleshing out the world. We're working toward a bigger universe out there. That's cool. And I think there's a lot to play in that little playground with. Uh, I think that there's... You know, the idea that there's this bigger world that can maybe start incorporating, like if the Frozen universe is the tip of the spear that starts incorporating some of the other Disney characters and Pixar characters or whatever, I think that could be really, really cool. Um, And I just love... There's all those fan theories about how they're all interconnected and stuff like that. There's a lot of fan theories. And like, if this starts making... It, in an interconnected web. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I'm going to love it. I'm yeah. going to really, think, really enjoy that. I think I'm going to love it. I think it's very now. I think that's exactly what they should do. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, I love that this isn't a straight isn't a straight to streaming or straight to VOD movie. I think this is a real theatrical release movie. I think they're, they're looking at Frozen in the same way that everyone else is looking at their franchises right now and going, oh, you know what? Uh, maybe sequels shouldn't be an afterthought and maybe sequels shouldn't be a money grab. Maybe we should spend time and try and make the sequels better than the first one so that we can then build a franchise because everyone wants franchises now, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's looking at Universal's Fast and Furious. They're looking at Marvel and Disney's MCU and going, oh, 
you can actually because you, you guys have to remember back in the 80s sequels were jokes yeah like they used to every comic had a joke about sequels because they just would shit these things out they would be bad the actors wouldn't get back in shape for them it wouldn't matter and then they'd make more money than the first one but they'd be markedly worse and then by the third one that's when you'd see the law of diminishing returns and so we're in a, bra- a brave new era now where hey you're making a like people i think feel the onus to make a movie that stands up, holds up to the first one, or is better than the first one, and I think that's great. I mean, and Pixar's done that before the Toy Story franchise. Yeah, I think but that's, I feel like that's ones. only like that's smaller. But this isn't Pixar, right? This is Disney proper, right? No, yes, it's Pixar. This, no, this is Disney. Yeah, Frozen's is it really? not. Frozen's, Frozen's not. Yeah, Pixar. Not? Frozen's not. a Disney animated yeah. film. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I definitely thought it was Pixar. No, I think yeah, I think yeah. Pixar's working. Well, Pixar just did Toy Story four. Yeah. So that's what they're probably working on. Um, I always forget that Frozen has the whole little like rock family people guys. Yeah, little gnome people. Totally, hundred yeah, percent yeah, forget yeah. about that. When they roll down the, the hill, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That's a thing. They they're have the, a whole song, and they're like also the that dude's like adoptive family. Yeah, totally forget yeah. about that part right. of it. I wanted to see more of the other the like fall character that they had teased in the other mm-hmm. trailer, well, which like, we didn't the, get. The big but question. I do like the water horse oh i like the water horse is cool i like the imagery with her and like all the star stuff that's happening and like when she's doing all the frozen stuff that's making shapes and things i think it's, it looks cool it looks darker uh it looks like it's gonna have a lot more depth which is good because i think frozen one had a lot of depth so more is good yeah um and let's be perfectly honest what's the slap gonna be is it gonna be slap what's the dina menzel gonna bring this time there's gonna be a slap <laughs> you but just gotta wait know, for it is it ever gonna hit no. uh let, let it go, go. no no, yeah, but you, know, you say that, but like these people know what they're doing, bro. You know, fucking change my mind. Let's go. I hope they they, they do. Let it go is the best yeah. song ever made. Change my mind. Oh man, don't bring this up. This All is a highly right. contested Let's topic. instead of talking more about let it go, let's move on and talk about what's out on streaming platforms right now in the United States. <laughs> uh, on Hulu. No strings attached. Yeah. Yeah, I Let's thought go. that was the movie that Nick Let's liked. Go. That one. I just watched it again on cable. <laughs> I'm such a sucker. Which one's that one? Stay Aston Kutcher. Um, Mil- no. Mil- no, not Mil- no, Kutcher. No. Uh, Natalie Portman. And then just Mil- Friends is, is the other one. Is the other with one with, with JT. Yeah, okay. which I've never yeah. seen. But like Tim always tells you is better. Yeah, but I just like pissing Tim off by saying it's not good. I know, and that's why I brought the story. I liked the Ashton Kutcher when I think. I, everyone liked it. It's better. It's hard to keep him. They're all no, see, the he's fucking with Tim right now. Tim doesn't even watch this show. Yeah, it'll get back to him. Um, on Netflix, we have I Am Mother. Yeah, weird. I don't. I don't know that I recommend it. Hmm. If you're bored and you have nothing else to watch, maybe it's an interesting like premise. It's interesting, right? Of like. This girl being raised by a robot and like, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? What's real? And who's the good guy in this one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one more movie, Rolling Thunder Review, a Bob Dylan story by Martin Scorsese. Any interest in that? Kind of. I fucking knew Barrett was going to walk in here for that Why one. Why yeah, aren't you just it. running the show? <laughs> Why did I have Cool Greg come early? Because we had this all planned, or I'd be here last night, and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Barrett's yelling, you mm-hmm. can't hear him. Thanks for, thanks for coming by. Barrett seems to be excited for this Bob Dylan movie. Netflix? Yeah. It's out right now. Fuck yeah. Fuck okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, Something else I think that comes out this weekend is that murder mystery movie that's 
Jennifer Aniston is that this weekend? Adam Damn. Sandler. See, the problem is I don't remember. Oh, names that looks good. Yeah, I'm like genuinely excited. Can we find out if that's this weekend? Because yeah. I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna Let's write that see. down. Release somewhere. date June fourteenth, tw- uh, twenty nineteen. That's today. Oh, that's today. That's today. Yeah, what's it called? Murder mystery. Murder mystery. It looks fucking. One more funny. thing for Netflix. I'm genuine. I and yep. I don't really love Joe, Adam Sandler. I'm gonna text but you when we watch it. This. I'm gonna text you when we watch okay. it this weekend. I'm gonna Dina probably watch it Saturday night. Include me in that so I remember to watch it. Yes. Thank you. I'll watch it. I also think I'm going to see Shaft this weekend. Don't see Doesn't Shaft. Doesn't look good. My parents want to see it. Uh, see it is it's not. Father's it's Day. Not I got to do whatever they want to do. It's Father's Day this weekend. That's right. Don't forget. It's Father's Day. Speaking of movies that are coming out this week. Sorry. No, no, no. I was that, that oh, yeah. was I was using that as segue to get to at movie theaters near you. Uh, Men in Black International. Yeah. We don't recommend it. Shaft. Late Night. And then The Dead Don't Die. What's have you guys seen one? trailers for that? No. I almost included it, but like there was just something off about the trailers. N- is not it a, like wide release? Yeah, it is. And it's oh, is yeah. it Bill Murray? Yeah, it's Bill Murray, Adam oh. Driver. Yeah. Uh, um, did I include it once? I think you did once. Maybe. Okay. Dead Don't Die is uh well, okay, yeah, it's not getting good reviews. Yeah, it's not getting good reviews. It like something seems off in the trailers or the trailers that came after that well, I Well, isn't it weird to put Bill Murray in another zombie movie that's not Zombieland? Like, I feel no, like necessarily. No. this one. Like, I thought I saw the trailer for this. Is I was he like, just playing the same kind of character? No, he plays no, a he's sheriff very different in this or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's like an ensemble cast. In Zombieland, he is Bill Murray. He plays himself. Yeah, which by the way was great. Brilliant. I love that. Uh, I so don't know, man. A couple movies you can go check out. Cool. I I'm interested in the Dead Don't Die. I feel like that might be fun. Late Night looks terrible. What's Late Night? It's Mindy Kaling and uh, Emma Thompson. Oh, Emma right? Thompson. Yeah. No. Uh, where she's like brought in as a writer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's something. Yeah, I wasn't. It's a great by concept. Trailers. It's a fun concept, and I like the commentary in it. But I just, you will see. Mm-hmm. All right. So last week I asked you kids about uh, what your dream Marvel slates are. Like I said, Barrett did not tweet about it, so very few people. One person answered it. Let's read it. Dream Marvel slates. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm thinking. Okay. I'm not asking you, I'm just asking them. Yeah, but maybe I'll have an opinion too. Okay, awesome. The nanobiologist says, I want to see a live action Spider-Gwen introduced, hmm. expand the Spider-Universe, and take that line to the Spider-Geddon. Because <laughs> oh who doesn't want to see Web Slingers, <laughs> the Spider-Man cowboy fight, the Spider-Man vampires, and the Mighty Thor Jane Foster movies. Those That'd would be, be cool. great movies. I'd be excited to see that. But I feel like they've burned the Jane Foster card. You know? Yeah, Natalie Portman. Not yeah, she's I think done. Natalie Portman burned it. that card for herself. No, they burned it. Did they, they screwed up. Yeah, because remember when Thor two happened, Natalie Portman was like, "I don't want to do this," and they were like, "But we'll get the lady that directed um, Wonder right. Woman to do Patty this." Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins, and she's like, "Fuck yeah! If she directs it, I'm in." But then she signs the paperwork, and then they were like, ah, she's not going to direct it. Bait and switch, man. Yeah, and then she was like, well, I don't want to do this. And they're like, well, you signed some papers, so you have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I'll be interested so I really feel see... like Marvel fucked that situation up. Yeah. Um, what they do with Spider-Gwen <laughs> with Into the Spider-Verse, like how that kind of... I mean, I know it's not MCU, yeah, MCU yeah, yeah, yeah. but it looks like they're kind of painting Spider-Gwen in that... Yeah, but I I could still see like I still think there's a chance that someday and like I feel like it's far away yeah. to getting a Spider Gwen mo- uh, movie, mm-hmm. but like we are getting stuff of like multiple universes and the multiverse. Yeah. So like we maybe may, if that's not just a trick, mm-hmm. we might get a little bit uh some Spider Gwen yeah hints at or maybe in the far future. 
Yeah. I yeah. still, I don't know where it fits and it's probably, it's probably more the streaming service, but I would, and I don't even know if it's like an episode of that. The, what if yeah. thing of like seeing what Black Panther would look like from Killmonger's perspective. <sighs> That'd be so cool. So cool. So cool. And that's the kind of thing that I'd want, like the full, like a actual movie yeah. with what's his and face like, in it. The whole cast and just like, yeah, flip it. turn from the other side. But we'll see. That's the only thing I can think of. All right, for next week's bronze topic, man, I'm really excited about Dune. And I want to know what book series you guys want to see as a movie. Let me know if something's already in production, like that Clock Tower movie that everyone, Andrea, keeps talking about. No, No, that already came out. The Clock of the Walls? No. No, there's some movie. Oh, the Golden Compass stuff. Huh? The Golden Compass franchise. No, no, there's another series coming that, a- that Andrea's like, oh, it's so much better than, than uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's like, All right, so good, yeah, none of one. us have ever heard of it. <laughs> Anyways, you guys let me read. know. Keep it, yes, true, we don't know how. Um, keep it, you know, short, 140 characters. Remember, we don't know how to read, so. Um, yeah, let me know Wheel what Wheel of what Time, you guys, thank you, Chad. Wheel of Time, that is what Andrea was always talking about. Anyways, that's the end of our show. I hope you had a good day and enjoyed everything that we brought to the table <laughs> I'm like half asleep right now oh that's one thing I forgot to mention I kept almost falling asleep through Men in Black mm. so difficult to stay awake I'm bummed I wanted yeah. to like it yeah me too you can follow us on that social media you can follow Nick Scarpino at Nick underscore Scarpino you got it, mm-hmm. Nailed it. you can follow Joey at Joey Noel Make it easy. and you can follow me Kind of funny, Kevin. Uh, go to the movies and watch something great, like Booksmart. Yeah. Watch Booksmart. It's still the best thing out, aside from Endgame. Is Endgame still out? Yeah. Hmm. But not in like IMAX. It's depressing. Yeah. You can Boy. kill the lights, cool, great. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>